Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of uh, the weekly delayed episode of Monday Night Master Debaters. That's right. It's a week late every week. If you want the up-to-date version of this show, you should know where to find it. The Great Deception Podcast is the host of this. Matt does a good job every week bringing some people together and talking about whatever the hell it is we feel like doing and uh, he's kind enough to have me as, you know, almost a co-pilot situation. And, uh, you know, in this one, you, you should have heard this one last week. Like I said, this was with Joe and Jen, who, you know, uh, you also know Ben. And I'm not sure if um, Ben's wife, Lene, gets on a lot of their episodes, too. But uh, she seemed like a nice girl, you know, a bunch of really cool people. Uh, they all are over there. Legit bat taking, coming back a little bit from a hiatus, right? They were kind of laying low for a little bit, letting the dust settle, I think. I don't know. But it was fun talking with those dudes, like old times, you know, uh, really, really great people. And tonight, I'm recording this right before we are starting another one uh, with some other great people. I don't want to spoil anything, because I don't know if you're going to hear this one or that one first, so I will leave the names out of it. And, uh, yeah, I want to get into my intro, though, because um, this ESG talk and this stuff with the Federal Reserve launching some pilot at the beginning of 2023, we're coming right up to that. It's going to be like a social credit score system, and it's already been a social credit score system for a lot of businesses, right? I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with this whole ESG stuff. It stands for Environment, uh, Social Justice, and uh, Governance. So the way that this is being used on businesses is to make sure that the businesses are, in my opinion, acting on par and in cahoots with the government. This is fascism. I say this all the time. When the government of any nation, uh, we'll say the world government because that's a thing now, when the world government is working with world corporations, we have global fascism on our hands. And I think that what this is, this is not to protect the environment. Don't get this confused at all. And that'll become hopefully abundantly clear to anyone out there with a brain. This is not to protect the environment because you'll see some of these companies that are at the highest of the list. Um, And I'll give you a hint. The number one company out there with the highest economic, social justice, and governance uh, rating is a guy, the guy that founded this company really likes computers and he likes putting things in your body, especially if you're black and you're a child in Africa. Um, I don't know if that's a good enough hint for you. I'll reveal the answer momentarily here, but that, so you have that. And then you have other companies like, um, I'm, I'm not all for Tesla here, but Tesla who introduced 
electric cars really to the masses and made them cool. Um, you know, he have Tesla low on this list uh, with not much ESG rating at all. Then you have like Lockheed Martin up there. Lockheed Martin, you know, the company that makes like fucking weapons of war. They've got a good ESG rating. It's why I mean, people that don't see this I, and I'm not expecting everyone to, to know. Right. Because this is something that's really flown under the radar. I was looking into this today and um, people that don't know this are not going to have the weapons there in their arsenal, so to speak. And when I say weapons, FBI, I'm not saying real ones. I'm saying, you know, uh, the power, knowledge is power. Knowledge is a weapon. And weaponized knowledge has become abundantly clear in modern times, right? People almost learn information just to argue. They don't learn information to better themselves. They learn information to try and make their friends or their family members look dumber on the holidays. It's just what it is, right? Now, this this uh, ESG with the... I wanted to pull up a ranking here, but this ESG all really started... Um, quite some time ago, actually, really, I want to say around the Vietnam War is when it really started. There's a couple fellas that I'm going to get into, and they started this movement in a way to really try and have people invest in companies that they believe in. Um, And we got fooled doing this kind of stuff, too. We, as a conspiracy community or as a patriot community, we got fooled into supporting candidates and companies that we thought we're going to have our back, right? Because Starbucks is this, you know, ultra left, crazy, uh, you know, neoliberal company. We're not going to support them. We're going to support companies like Black Rifle. And we're going to support companies like uh, Minutemen and things like this, right? I'm not saying that Black Rifle and Minutemen are bad, but um, I I think you got to be careful anytime that you're supporting any of these large companies just because this movement has been hijacked already in the past, the ESG movement, right? There's these dudes, Robert Schwartz and Robert Zevin, uh, Zevin, uh, Z-E-V-I-N. He actually has a little bio on HuffPost because make no mistake about it. These are very, very liberal people. Uh, But Robert Zevin, I'm not even sure if he's alive anymore. I know Schwartz passed away. These guys started this whole movement where, you know, during the Vietnam War, there was companies like the Dow Chemical Company that were making napalm, you know, used on on all kinds of people, killing so many people and leaving people with so many drastic effects later that, you know, these, these you know, houses here in the United States with investment funds, 401ks and things like that, they didn't want to be investing in companies like the Dow Chemical Company and any company that's supporting the war and then, you know, apartheid in South Africa, things like this, right? It's it's interesting to me that this, especially Zevin, Robert Zevin, it gets kind of confusing because when they're referring to these two Roberts, sometimes they'll just say Robert, right? And it's like, well, which one? If they're referring to it in like almost a present, present tense, if you do any research on this yourself, they're referring to Zevin. Um, again, I'm not 100% sure that he's around still, but Schwartz is definitely dead. And uh, they're going around and... and uh, knocking on doors, trying to get people to invest in responsible companies. Again, great idea on the surface. And I think that they had, I don't want to vouch for them or anything, but it seems like they had all these right intentions in their minds, right? Like they didn't want 
they were against the war and they wanted to get people that were also against the war to invest in companies that were like-minded. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. But then when it starts getting hijacked by companies that, that couldn't be farther from your morals and couldn't be more opposite of your stance, politically speaking, or socially speaking, or that ESG, having the same ideas about what needs to be done with the environment, uh, how to approach social justice, how to approach uh, approach governance. These companies are not on anyone's side. They're on very few people's side. And if you don't believe me, you can actually look at this article on, it's actually on CNBC, and this is uh, referring to Tariq Fancy, who is the former BlackRock sustainable investing chief. And she thinks that ESG is a dangerous placebo as well. I mean, she thinks that this is, is just complete BS. And uh, this great example that I heard is about McDonald's, okay? McDonald's having a massive uh, emissions. I mean, their emissions is similar to the country of like Hungary as a whole, the corporation known as McDonald's has a a country-sized emissions that it, that it pumps out into our precious environment, right? But in, in McDonald's is looked at very favorably in in media. I mean, everywhere, governments, even by Trump. Trump loves those Big Macs, right? We got to remember that. McDonald's had a five percent uh, increase, I guess, year over year on emissions. If I'm understanding this correctly. Okay, now, uh, in April of 2021, this company called MSCI, which I'm going to get into a little bit here, MSCI basically runs social credit scoring, and they've monopolized this whole idea of what a um, ESG rating would be on a company. And they started off back in, uh, you know, 20 years ago or so. This dude, Henry Fernandez, is the founding CEO, uh, founding chairman. He sits in this position today. Very, very liberal. I would say neoliberal. And he grew up with a lot of money, a ton of money, and, you know, ends up going to Stanford. This guy started this company, and it was meant to be a stock organizer. If someone wants to invest in technology, uh, conservative technology stocks, you know, conservative speaking from like a monetary perspective or aggressive investing, organizing these different stocks in different categories. What it ends up being is this guy finds out that the best way in modern times to get people to invest money with you is to use what Robert Zevin and Schwartz were doing way back in the day from what seems like a more wholesome perspective, getting people to invest based on their politics. Everything's politicized today. And we know this. Why wouldn't investing be more politicized? You're just tricking these people, right? So you take the dumb liberals and the dumb conservatives. You tell the dumb conservatives to invest in companies that pretend to be conservative. And you tell the dumb liberals to invest in companies like Lockheed Martin, who have a great ESG score. Microsoft, who has the best ESG score. Alphabet. Uh, I mean, how much of their technology and how, uh, the electricity with their servers and all this this is bad for the environment. All this shit's bad for it. Not to mention our fucking brains and the way that we think, right? Um, but let me jump back to this McDonald's example because this was was really interesting to me. The um, McDonald's, obviously, like I said, they support the the whole globalist agenda. They support their they have the right view 
on things according to the powers that be. They can never get their emissions down, so they can never have a good ESG rating according to the normal numbers. And it was just increasing year over year because they sourced beef very irresponsibly. Um, the amount of cows that it takes, if it is cow meat, uh, you know, the amount of cows that it takes, according to these crazy people that make these rules, are bad for the environment. And I agree that that the cows are sourced irresponsibly, and I think that's the absolute worst part of it is how these things are treated, right? Um, but they don't care about that. And really, they don't care about the emissions at all because what they did was in April 2021, MSCI removed McDonald's emissions. They just removed it as part of their score. So no longer is this company with massive emissions having their emissions count in their ESG rating. And what they did instead of that was McDonald's placed some recycle bins at their locations in France. And this bumped them from like a, let's say a two up to a, a nine as their ESG. If, if we're going, you know, zero to 10, zero being horrible, 10 being great. I mean, it, it just makes them one of the greatest ESG companies in the world. I think if I'm not mistaken, they're absolutely top 100. Um, you can do a quick Google search or DuckDuckGo search or whatever and say ESG, uh, top ESG rated companies. I'm actually doing it right now. Top rated um, or let's see, let's say top companies with top ESG rating with top ESG rating. And like I said, Microsoft will be your number one, which is laughable. Uh, something with a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Um, investors.com was the one that I was looking at. And let's see, it's taken a sec to upload here, but um now it is showing me oh and you know what's also interesting is that it has double a oh yeah okay it's actually alphabetical microsoft is still number one uh next era energy is a close number two because they show these triple a double a all the way down to i think um triple c if i'm not mistaken but yeah it's uh it's laughable you see some horrible companies in here Pepsi, the one I work for, I know that they do their very best and they make it seem like what they, what, you know, the way that they go about recycling and, and encouraging recycling and just not wasting anything. I mean, I get it, but man, this isn't, this isn't the way to really save this stuff. Recycling isn't that fucking great for the environment either. And, and a lot of recycling doesn't even get done properly. So it is, it is very funny. Yeah. Alphabet is number 30 on this list. Uh, with a double A rating, you have a lot of companies with double A. Um, some with triple A, I'll mention here. If I quit getting a damn pop up, um, I'll go over the triple A companies and you'll just get an idea here. You have this Next Era Energy, which is a utility power company with triple A rating, Microsoft, uh, Salesforce, which Salesforce, fuck Salesforce, they were down for like six months this year for Pepsi, and we just got the same amount of pay. I don't know if I'm ever getting that payback. I kind of counted it out. Um, you know, I, I have a feeling I got shafted because they would come to me if I got overpaid for sure. So you also have this An Angelant Technologies. Not sure what that is. It says a medical research and equipment services. I'm sure they had something to do with the COVID. Uh, yeah, and those are the only AAA ratings in the top 50 according to investors.com um 
Yeah. Very interesting. And and when you look at this list, don't look at the composite rating. Look at the ESG rating because this is, of course, what we're talking about here. So uh, wild, wild stuff. Um, and to reiterate that point, Owens Corning. Oh, my God. That's a glass glass company. Uh, yeah, where is my... Okay, so Microsoft has a 90 versus a 96. And their ESP rating is a 94. And they have an A for the SMR rating. I'm not sure what that means. Um, yeah, it's just an interesting little list here. And it, it really does show that uh, these lists can be bought and paid for. Again, Tesla's not up there. I didn't notice McDonald's, uh, but I the list I was looking at there was clearly different than the first one. That was top 50. I was looking at top 100 before. Uh, crazy, crazy stuff. And this MSCI stuff, which I said I wanted to get into here, is a, a fun little website to get into. And you might wonder why I'm, you know, kind of looking at this. As I mentioned, you know, the, the Federal Reserve is launching this pilot just in time for elections. Um, if you don't know already, you have an, a private ESG score yourself. It's not really made known to you, but, uh, you know, I talked about this back in the, uh, what episode was this? I, I, I know it was a financial episode that I did and I called my bank. This is back when Brandon was still on the show, called my bank and asked if they had heard of Yodley. And this was this thing that was tracking all of my payments and what I was spending money on, gas, food, um, restaurants, things that would that would go into like contributing to the greenhouse gases, right? This is trying to get my carbon footprint. This is trying to give me some sort of ESG score. And I didn't realize this at the time because I didn't even know what the hell ESG was. But now we know that our ESG scores have been developing for years. Social media websites like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snap, all these things out there are getting data from you. And this is why they say data is the number one asset that any company can have right now. It's because you know how much people are spending and it's not because these companies are going to use them. Again, the companies that are going to be around in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, they're all going to have high ESG ratings. And then maybe they'll reset the whole system and they'll make it seem as if some of these companies are, are doing a little shitty with their ESG Meanwhile, none of this stuff even matters. It's literally a test to see what companies will comply. They're asking the government, hey, how can we get our ESG rating? Uh, I mean, you're always going to have emissions, McDonald's. Just add some recycling bins somewhere. Okay, no problem, boss. And then they do it. And then their ESG rating goes down. It's showing compliance. The CEOs and the board members of McDonald's know damn well that their contribution to emissions has not changed at all, but yet they're still going to uh, go along with it because it benefits them. It's like if if your boss at your job was telling you, um, you know, we need to improve our scores doing this, that, and the other, and, you know, you're not going to have any incentive unless there's some money around, or maybe if you're going to get fired, then you would have some incentive to actually do what the hell they're saying. It's all that this is. It's not, it's not to care about the environment, and it's a problem when you see Companies just going along with it. And people, stupid people, again, mostly liberals, to be honest. I'm not just trying to bash liberals here because conservatives are stupid too. Liberals are going along with this saying, hey, I, I, I feel good that the environment is getting helped by these companies. McDonald's, Lockheed Martin, Microsoft. Nike was one. Nike has slave camps. 
Is that good for the... I mean, fuck the environment if there's slave camps going on with children working them. It's crazy. The logic is so backwards here. And um, no one seems to care, man. But let's see. I want to get back to my notes here a little bit. So um, this Henry Fernandez guy that started MSCI, and again, I'm on their website, and they do have a nice little section dedicated to modern slavery. So uh, I don't know if they're pro or anti, but the guy that started it, Henry Fernandez, said that most businesses and governments alike don't really care about corporations' effects on the environment, their own or others. All that they care about is... Are they making money or not? He's basically saying that every company is playing along. Exactly what I just told you there. Um, Not only do the company board members and things like this not care about it. Investors don't. No one cares about this stuff. It's just seeing how much they can make people believe in everything that they're trying to push. They're going to get to a point where they're going to tell you that you don't have any feet. And you're going to have to believe it. If we just keep going along with all this stuff, or they're going to tell you that you're sick and you're going to believe it, even though you feel fine. And I think that that happens a lot today. I think a lot of people that, that get cancer, I think that that happens to a lot of people. I'm not trying to get crazy here, but you know, sometimes people go into the doctor feeling hundred percent fine. They come out with 17 new diseases that they never knew they have. I always use 17 and I don't mean to the QAnon people get crazy when I say 17, uh, <laughs> 17 just got a ring to it, okay? It's subliminal. Maybe I am QAnon. If you're trying to find out who QAnon was, you just found out right now. But um, anyway, at COP26, this whole shit goes down. And that's all about the government's, uh, you know, climate policies and supposedly attacking global warming and shit like that. And similarly, that Paris Climate Accord stuff. Remember when everyone's freaking out about Trump pulling out of the Climate Accord and everything? Supposedly five days before all this chaos started going down with the Paris climate stuff, um, all the biggest banks in the world, probably the six that are doing this ESG pilot project with the Federal Fucking Reserve of the United States, you know, that mafia that prints our money and asks for your money in return for literally fucking you. I mean, they're they're they're. They're treating us like prostitutes, honestly. I mean, let's be real here. They're they're screwing us, and they're taking our money. It's kind of dirty when you think about it. A little bit. Just a little. Um, but yeah, so this, this five days before this whole Paris Climate Accord stuff went down, you have these big banks getting together and agreeing that the new way to look at investments would be through the ESG method. And you know MSCI is, is present. I'm very curious as to how Trump plays into this because he pulls out. I don't know if it was to expose this. I'm starting to really think that what Trump is, it's a warring faction. And I've said this, I think, before. I know other people have said it, too. I don't think Trump's our friend. I really don't. But I don't. I also am, am very confused as to if he is, like, the Mafia Bank's friend, too. They seem like one one side wants one way. Maybe Trump is wanting, you know, Zionism and, you know, hardcore Christianity, kind of like Putin or uh, or, or what? Because I, I know, uh, I mean, it's tough because then you have the other side that seems to really be anti-Jew 
and everything that the Jewish people believe. So in that way, I think it's very clear. You even have his daughter being, uh, you know, wearing the Kabbalah bracelet and stuff. I think that they favor the Jewish side of things and the Zionist side of things. Nothing against Jewish people, right? But when you start thinking that you are the greatest race and group of people alive because you were born a certain way, uh, yeah, that's not... That's something I don't believe. And if all Jews believe that, then, you know, I guess that's that's not a good look. And I, I definitely don't agree with that. And I think that they should not be acknowledged when it comes to believing things like that. Because I, I really don't believe that uh, anyone out there should be shamed for or, or looked at differently for the way that they look. Look at me getting all social. I'm trying to improve my ESG score. But because uh, it's bad, I'm sure if I have one, it is bad. And I think that we all do. Like I said, um. I think that this is what that that uh, Yodli tracking shit is all about. But uh, it's interesting too, you know, just to really quickly reiterate this whole work that Zevin was doing, going around telling people, "Hey, you believe you're you're anti-war, right? Well, your stocks over here at at let's say J.P. Morgan or uh, Goldman Sachs." They're invested in Dow Chemical Company. And so right now you're feeding the beast that is completely counterintuitive, counterproductive, whatever the word you want to use. They're going against what you think. So you think that you getting out here and, you know, standing out in the street with signs and, and picketing and riding against the war and all this stuff. Yeah, you can say that, but your dollars are going into it directly. Again, you're 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 helping create napalm with your hard-earned money. Do you want to do that? Well, no, of course not. Okay, then like let me invest your money in a, in a different way. That's how this started out, and it's going in this different direction now. And I think even Zevin, I've obviously never spoken to the dude. I think he would even be disgusted as to how they're using this to make people stupid, ignorant people. Usually kind-hearted, but stupid people. So let's face it, a lot of stupid people are nice. A lot of these kind-hearted, stupid, stupid people are just throwing their money because it makes them feel good. And anything that makes them feel good at night is all that they really need. These same people wear Nikes. These same people, you know, support companies that really shit on other people throughout the entire world and make living situations for us even hard, right? And and even, you know, kids kids and unfortunate people all throughout the entire world really get fucked by a small percentage of people. But all of us are complacent in it. And we're all feeding into it. And the next thing is this ESG shit that is going to make everybody miserable. Even some people that believe in social justice warrior type shit a lot of people are going to sit back and say, wait, how is Lockheed Martin having a higher ESG rating than Tesla? How is Pfizer having such a high score? Well, think about it. It just takes a tiny bit of thought. They are following an agenda. They're helping push a narrative. They're creating the weapons that the government needs, which are not kinetic weapons. It's not like bullets. And I mean, they need those too, but it's not so much of that. It's shit to make us stupid. It's stuff to know that our DNA uh, or, or stuff to help us know that our data, which is, I guess, your friend, your uh, computer DNA. If they can take all of that stuff and use it against you, 
and know, you know, what you're driving, know all this, that, and the other about you. I mean, we've already lost. So it's very, very scary stuff. And it's strange. It's very, very weird how they've been doing this for so long. And there's almost all these crazy conspiracies out there that have really been blowing up lately. I mean, I, I say this all the time. All the people that are out there that have the TikTok channels where, you know, it's them in front of a green screen and they're pointing at stuff. And like they just learned about this shit recently. There's a couple people that do it that are very good. Um, and I've talked with some of them on my show. Usually if I have them on my show, I like what they do and I'm not talking shit about them. Uh, there's some people that I've had on in the early days of the show that I think are completely batshit crazy now. And I try to not associate with them. But uh, people people like, uh, I'm trying to think of the dude that, from Van Tesla. He's got a great channel where he does that. And he'll actually talk to you about shit that you don't know about. And I actually know, well, I, I don't know the dude, but I actually feel like I know that he's really been knowledgeable about this stuff for quite some time. And he's a great dude. I got to say that too. Um, but then you get like this dumb kid that's basically saying like, if you haven't been paying attention lately, the FBI is fucking you. And then they go through like a three top three list of how they're doing it today. All that stuff is out there to A, make you mad, B, distract you from shit like this, the stuff that's been building over years. And, and uh, C, I would say, uh, you know, get you to where they want you to go. It's very, very disturbing that this is beginning. Banks are working with big corporations and they're working with the government. And this is like this trifecta, this unholy trinity that, I mean, they've won. They really have won. Um, I think that we'll see social credit score in our lifetimes unless you're like 80, 90 years old. You may not see it. Um, I think that we'll see it within, I mean, 2030 is this goal, right? This transhumanist stuff. I'm about to talk with a transhumanist, uh, anti-transhumanist lady, I should say. I don't know. I think that that this new era of um, of the war, like the Zionist versus the New World Order stuff, I think it's now the New World Order stuff, um, maybe some some transhumanist shit. Versus like people that are like the slaves in the dark ages, right? We can't, if everyone is a transhumanist type, you know, metal mixed with, uh, with skin, what is that? The, the silver mixed with clay or whatever. If, if you're a cyborg, <laughs> you're not really going to be a slave. I don't think I'm not saying that it's good. I obviously you could be programmed to be a slave, but I feel like those are the two warring factions right now. I could be completely off base, but I think that these people want us to be poor and sick and stupid and throwing our money at companies with a high ESG score versus like someone like Elon Musk, who may just want to turn us all into like his own personal, like robot army. So, I mean, pick your poison. I think they're both pretty damn evil, but, uh, I don't know, man. I don't I don't see why we can't just be left the fuck alone. It's crazy. It is crazy how hard you work in your day-to-day -day life, even if you don't have any kind of education. I don't have an education, formal education. Graduated high school, barely. Um, man, I work really hard on a day-to-day -day basis, and I feel like I'm getting fucked all the time. So sorry for the intense language, but this is this is getting to the point where 
you know, I was, I was, you know, looking away from it for a while, obviously doing the MMA show and stuff like that, still paying attention, having every intention to continue with this show, but I haven't been recording as much as I was lately because I've been focusing on other things and damn, is it easy to get sucked into fun stuff, not looking at this all the time, right? But I am continuing to get back into this full force because, you know, the, the, the last day of my job is just around the corner. Gonna be uh, splitting my time between staring into the abyss and then looking up to the skies. So I hope I hope that you guys will follow me on this journey. Stay sane, stay safe, and uh, you know, let's just see where this stuff goes. But look into this ESG stuff. It is definitely uh, going to be very, very present. And I'm curious for some predictions, you know, doing these solo shows, I don't bounce these thoughts off of anybody. So I don't get to hear live predictions that'll change. I'd like to do some live shows in the future for sure. But, um, I'm curious as to how this ESG stuff will work. Will you not be able to buy a certain car if your ESG score is low, or if you've been investing in the wrong companies, or if you spend your money the wrong way? Will you not be able to live in a certain house? How close to the Chinese social credit score system are we going to get with this ESG rating system? And they're starting it off with businesses, but then this is going to move very quickly into the individual. And I think that that's, again, I think that that's already begun. Um, It's the same way with this IRS uh, increase in the manpower there. They say that they're going after the top 1% earners. No, they're not. They already have a specific team dedicated to top 1% earners worldwide, okay? I understand that it's mostly like the uh, the United States, right? But they focus on, on money laundering all over the place. Uh, the FBI, not so much anymore. And the you know the CIA doesn't give a fuck. But we're, we're living in a globalist society. Why is the IRS only going to focus on the United States tax evasions, right? All this stuff. These are the thugs. These are the people that enable the system a shitty irs agent is enabling the system a good irs agent is enabling the system if no one wanted to do that shit i mean think about how much better our lives would be it's just crazy it's crazy that people do this and and shitty cops out there too right i mean if if cops as a whole were a paid more and uh you know a lot more payment went into training and things like this we wouldn't have this corrupt system, man. And and it goes back to like the whole Nazi idea, right? Um, I know I'm I know I'm kinda of rambling here, but I the idea of the Nazis not being able to do what they did without so many people supporting it and acting as Nazis. If people didn't sign up for this shit, the shit wouldn't get done, so um, before I just continue rambling and, and going on and on about shit like this, uh, that just bothers me, check out MSCI, very, very strange company, um, kind of just a, a back building, a, a, you know, dark corner of wall street that has really turned into the, they have this monopoly over this $35 trillion industry, which is social justice investing. Okay. 35 trillion with a T. Uh, and growing every single day because every company out there is going to have to follow ESG in order to stay around. And you know what this is doing? It's pushing out small business. So 
pay attention to that. Pay attention to MSCI. I'm curious as to how many of you have heard of it. Uh, again, I hadn't, so I'm not, you know, talking shit. If you hadn't, just you know, look into them. Be aware that that this is very real. The frauds behind renewable energy and all this shit. Why don't we make water powered shit? Well, you can't monetize that. So yeah, get fucked. You're not really trying to help anything. All that you're doing is trying to line your pockets. And um, it's sick, man. It really is sick. But yes, ES, ESG, uh, environment, what is it? Social justice and governance. And then, of course, uh, I think that they also, sometimes you'll hear uh, environment, social justice, and corporate governance. So um, that's the way that I heard it first, but then I heard it broken down. Just, you know, just remember the ESG. And then, uh, yeah, just uh, the the people involved, man, and how this went from truly investing in things that you believe in back in the 60s to now investing in the companies that are willing to lick the boots of your leaders and their leaders and global leaders that we will never know the names of. Gross stuff, man, but uh, enjoy this episode, and I hope that that wasn't too ranty for you. Again, I got to get back in the groove of recording every day and talking to myself. It feels weird talking to yourself if you don't do it all the time. It really does, so going to get back in the groove with that. I'm working on this uh, cool color episode, uh, two-parter for Patreon, so if you're on there, it's going to be a bonus for the $5 tier and up people, and we are also doing the chat at 9 o'clock, no, on the 9th of this month, October 9th, and we'll do it at, let's say, uh, 5 o'clock Eastern time, I'll say 5 o'clock Eastern time, Uh, that'll be 2 o'clock on the West Coast, and we'll do that that Patreon chat for the $10 tiering up people, there's a few of you, 30 30 of you or so, so I appreciate that, Uh, anyone that's over there. Now's the time to sign up, you know what I mean? I'm not saying you should support somebody hustling out here trying to get uh, you know, information out and break out of the matrix, but hey, now's the time. If you feel like uh, you know, this is a good move. I appreciate the support. So I'll see you over there, hopefully, guys, at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. And as always, look for the great chats, the Monday Night Master Debaters. About to get off this and record one right now. So I'll talk to y'all soon. Enjoy this fun episode with the legit bat crew and, uh, of course, Matt from The Great Deception myself. So here we go. And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters, the best night of the week, because I get the presence of people like this. Tonight, we got the legit bat on hand to join Ryan and I. Joe and Jen, how's it going, guys? What's going on, buddy? Long time no see. It, yeah, it has been. Now, we were just talking about how it, it had been a while, and I saw you on Ryan's show. And I was telling Ryan right afterwards, we were texting back and forth, like, we got to get you on Master Debaters again because it'd been, I was just looking at the calendar, it's been like six months. That's Holy insane. shit. Yeah, wow. it was like March last time. So it's been a while. Damn. Time flies, though, man. I, what have you guys been up to? Summertime stuff. It's been hot as balls here for like six months straight. So it finally rained the other day and we're relaxing from that. But other than that, same thing. Took a break from the podcast for a while back in. It was a relaxing summer. Before summer, I guess. Yeah. Just, Do I feel we like everywhere at all? Did. Everybody yeah. took like July, early August off. It felt like. 
it was really weird. Everybody at the same time was just like, they needed a breath. They needed a break. It was like, get away and then come back refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice break though. It was interesting though, that the entire community kind of had the same thing going on. Like you were saying. Yeah. Well, it's that, I hate to say it's like that hive mind almost, you know, everybody, everybody's energy kind of feeds off each other. And it definitely hit a lull there where everybody was like, okay, I think it was almost at a year point for a lot of people of going just straight balls to the wall. And you can only do that for so long where you just got to, okay. And now you're starting to see other things. Like I know Rise branching out into a couple different podcasts I got some other friends that are doing like movie type podcasts now and and things like that because they're just burnt out from all the conspiracy shit and politics that they still want to talk to people, but not the same stuff every day. 100%. I'm fully on board with that. I got over the politics shit real quick. Yeah. So it's nice to talk about other things, just other weird, cool stuff. It doesn't even have to be weird or conspiratorial. It could just be fun. That's why we're here. And that's what we got tonight. So we got some fun stuff. I got a couple clips I want to go over to show you guys because there's some crazy shit going on up here and in outer space because NASA's playing games again. Did you see those pictures of the UFOs over Ukraine? Was that real? I did not. Do you uh, have it? Them, if you have I it, pull it up and we'll, we'll share it later. Yeah, because I'd love to. I'd love to look at that, too, because I just saw Big Dumb Kyle had posted it. And I was like, what? Nice. Ben and Lene, how are we? Oh, we're doing good, man. It's, uh, it's I I keep telling people this, that we're a big part of, um, I guess you could say the main crew, uh, <laughs> when all of us were kind of getting our feet wet and, and, and really starting to get into having guests and swap casts and all of that. And when we started doing a lot of the shit shows and this, that, and the other, it's like, I miss all y'all's faces. Like, I hate that life gets so busy that everyone's schedule, especially with different time zones, it's just a pain in the dick to try to branch out to new and then also get enough shows with those people that you're comfortable with and you know really well. Um, so it's it's great, man. I Matt, I haven't seen you and I, I don't even think I was on the one six months ago. So uh, it's always good to see old faces that, you know, are kind of where we started with on this so yeah the last time um, i saw you ben you had just got your new job and you came onto the show just covered in tire dust yeah that was almost, that was probably about a year ago yeah. yeah it's been a long time like and there was a good stretch there uh i would say probably three or four months if not more where it just seemed like every time a podcast came on it was like i can't i have other things i have to do because the job you know was is 50 to 60 hours a week and uh i have to go to bed early and uh yeah it just seemed like it wasn't working out um i felt like i only got you know a little bit of time with the family between work and sleep and uh now i'm like you know what though i should it's only it's only two or three a week i i I can even if i got a cut out which is now (laughs) kind of a staple of me being on a podcast as everybody knows i'm going to cut out with in about an hour and so I'm like, that's fine, though. It, it, if I can spend an hour, you know, three hours a week, two hours a week, you know, I can I can do that. It's quality, not quantity. Right, Ben? <laughs> uh, that's I, I've always tried to tell her that. But, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's uh, not always the case. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, thanks, guys. Rye, what do you got going on, my man? 
nothing man uh nothing nothing too new just set up the new studio here with this shitty ass tablecloth that's hanging on my it's it's <laughs> it's real brick but you know it's a it's also a tablecloth literally so you know just trying no, to i thought that was actually a wall i'm not even shitting you no it i mean it's let's see see that oh okay okay gotcha it's got like a gloss <laughs> to it and shit too it's it's pretty bad and then like you can see a line going right down the middle because i'm in a corner but hey, you know, we're we're taking baby steps in the right direction. But uh, yeah, dude, uh, just uh, fucking around and and uh, excited for another Monday, man. This week was weird, though. It kind of like the weekend flew by. I missed some work because I was sick. So if my voice is extra annoying right now, that's why I'm still getting. I thought you sounded a little congested there, bud. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I thought you sounded a little more annoying tonight. That's crazy. I, I know, <laughs> dude. There's just something about it. it, it that nasally shit. Well, it's that time of year, right? All that fall goodie is coming in and everybody get it just went through my kids school. They had a, oh. a, a COVID outbreak and uh, and three kids were sick and, they, and they're all my son's close friends, of course. So for of the course. whole week, he milked it up, down and sideways, like one thirty two days last week. One day my ex had to go pick him up. One day I had to go pick him up because he played the. The I don't feel good card because his friends uh, were yeah. out, out at home Art. playing playing video games and he's like I want to go home too. Kid's gonna go <laughs> on and do big things if he's thinking like that because dude I I was trying to freaking pass a COVID test I got COVID test and I kept failing them so I was like fuck it because I'm not gonna get paid for my time off yeah um, just because even though I have paid vacation and shit but it's just not gonna gonna work out because they didn't have COVID so yep. you know kind of sucks I was hoping I'd get a false positive but whatever. <laughs> Just keep spitting on it, dude. Hey, I, I know, rubbing on the years ground. Ago, you would have. It was like eighty percent false positives, wasn't it? You would have yeah. got one two years ago for sure. Well, apparently, they fucking one. perfected the test, Joe. I think that's what's going on because I was trying really hard to get a damn false positive, and just couldn't do it. So, oh, you man. stuck it onto a, a pawpaw fruit or up your cat's butt or something. You know, they probably test positive. I don't have any cats. Okay, your dog's butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, grocery store. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't think any of the dogs would enjoy that either. It might get fucking bit. <laughs> But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, no, just uh, excited for another one of these, man. Anything new with you, dude? No, not a whole lot. I'm just I'm enjoying things, man. I'm getting settled into my place up here and it's fucking it's a whole new world. I'm in like the country. The animals are everywhere, you know, wild turkeys and deer. And I had a porcupine get in the way of me and my dog the other day, like walk on our up up the hill from us. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm like this is awesome. Yeah. I thought when you pulled this picture up right now, at the first split second, I thought it was an ultrasound and I thought you were making an announcement. <laughs> yeah, I'm pregnant. You can't tell. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm leaking a little bit. Tonight. He's pregnant with <laughs> no, not you, but like uh, somebody. I think they left the dick in when they got that picture. Yeah, seriously. There's something going on. No, this is. Have you guys heard about DART? No, the, the NASA no. program where they're they're blown they're going to blow up an asteroid okay so they're testing it so here's here's we'll kick this off with this into an asteroid more than 6.5 million miles away fortunately it's far away from where we are okay the spacecraft is called dart which stands for double asteroid redirection test it launched back in november from california's vandenberg space force base the goal is to test whether it's possible to knock an asteroid off course if one were to threaten earth Scientists say the asteroid is not a danger to Earth, just 
a good practice target. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's good to know. All right. They're just okay. practicing smashing stuff up there. They're just having fun <laughs> with their toys. So we have that. Or so now, what do you think? How what much do you cash think? did that cost for a little uh, fucking okay. test run? No, you haven't seen it yet. Now we're, I'm going to show you. I have the actual video of it hitting the asteroid. Okay. So now, but first, we're going to, which do you think, do you think this is the real footage from NASA? Oh, we got a guess? Oh, this is the real footage. That's fun. Okay. Let's, let's go. It's this definitely way. fake if it's from Correct NASA. Correct answer. Neither are real. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, neither are real. Oh no! Don't do that. All right, let's. <laughs> My headphones have green screens. And I'm under there. It's so stupid. How come it won't pull it up? Oh no, it won't pull it up. <laughs> That's not real. I'll say that right now. 1979. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say Atari. Wow. Oh, that's what you saw. Like oh, Space Invaders. Okay, cool. So that's what I wanted to show you. I wanted to show you this because is it this? <laughs> Which could be NASA footage or do we have, let's see, let's share it. Come on now. Oh, that's the wrong one. Is this it? Yeah. NASA plans to smash. No, that's the one we just showed. Sorry. God damn it, Matt. I got two. Yeah, me all excited. Up. Here we go. Can you see this? Dart. Dart MP4. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Just there. Coasting on in. Our projected distance is going to be about 17 meters. All right. Uh, going to be about 17 meters. All right. Nothing. Nothing's it's still frozen on the launch video for me. Okay, hold on. It's frozen on the standby video. All right. Let's Matt, you should be better time. at this by now. This is like NASA caliber work right here that you're doing. Dude, I'm terrible at this. I, I don't even know what I'm sharing because I'm trying to share like, this. You think you could be an engineer for them? This video. Nope. Ooh, that looks like a giant peeing on you, honestly. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. Terrible. I can't get it. All right, huh. Let's try this. All right. Now, one more time. Can they don't want you to show it. You keep disappearing. You Did you forget to name your files? files? This is ridiculous. They won't let me share it. They're they're on to you, dude. I'm telling you. Okay, hold on. Last try. Can you see it now? Yes. With a little rock yep. emoji? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's blow it up. And here we go. All eyes on this event, space telescopes, ground telescopes from every continent on okay, Earth. So I'm just going to fast yeah. forward a little yeah. bit. I'm just going to sit here and watch this thing approach. And we're going to see it approach. And then, at, okay, now all out, out of nowhere, right? <laughs> that was South Mark. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Eight, yeah. seven, oh, six, wow. five, four. Three, two, <laughs> one. Oh my gosh. <gasps> oh wow. Awaiting visual confirmation. All right. We got it. Waiting. Waiting. And we have Every impact. Minute. 
but he's addicted to TV. Like his life is TV. His wife's trying to talk to him and he's like looking around her because a game's on or something. And he eventually, you know, makes a deal with the devil for six. He gets 666 channels, ironically. And uh, he gets this huge satellite dish in his backyard. And what it starts doing is like when he hits the button, it zaps and sucks you in to the television show. And then you you bounce around inside television shows and some people know it's real and some don't. And it was like, I could only watch so much because like one of the first scenes is they go um, into a wrestling ring and the two people they're wrestling against are like Baphomet. It's like a male and female Baphomet. They have devil horns, their face is all painted and they just scream like demons and shit. It's so weird. Was it good? Like, Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's with John Ritter. Yeah, I I mean, it was it's a typical early like late 80s, early 90s movie. You know, it's like not the highest of production, like Army of Darkness. <laughs> very cheesy quality. Yeah. Very. Oh, cheesy. yeah, it's good. Yeah. It definitely looks corny. Like, I just pulled it like mom and dad save the world kind of vibe. Yes, yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, a lot yeah, of like claymation kind of stuff going on. Yep. Crappy CGI. Just the the horrendous, overly done costumes where it was like, You shut your mouth. It is wonderful. (laughs) 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 Do you have any movies in mind that that are like that, but are really good? Like Get Out comes to my mind like right away is is like just one of those corny movies that's actually really well done still. Yeah, I remember Get Out being good. It's fucking dope. There's a lot yeah. of early 90s movies that were good, you know, <laughs> well, like, you, you, you get into like the VH1s and those real one offs, you know. Um, yeah. Ma- you see if you can pull up the fight scene from Get Out, because, dude, that that's what made it so corny was it's like this 20 minute fight scene exaggerating a little bit. But I mean, like these guys like punch each other 100 times each. And I mean, like. <laughs> It's insane, and like well, that's like the fight minute. scene, and they live, right? I mean, how long? Do yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hammer on each other. Yeah, that's it, what I'm like, saying. Did I say a different movie? Sorry. Yeah, they live though. That fight scene, the the between the black dude. And oh the white yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. You said yeah, get yeah. out. I was like, oh shit, there's one. Oh, in get okay. Out too? No, 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 no. Yeah, the one in they live is yeah, fucking goofy, dude. It's oh, the goes on for real... like eight minutes. It's the real person acting a fucking Peter Griffin and the chicken. Where they just yes, hammer yes. it away over until the point where it's like almost the whole episode, and you go, "Okay, I was looking for more humor." <laughs> oh, I like the Peter Griffin chicken. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. fucking hate it, dude. <laughs> my favorite's when my favorite one is when they're fighting for like three minutes, and then no they're shit, like, why? yeah, no, but then they're like, "Why are we fighting?" And then they're like, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I, let me take you out to dinner. And then they go and sit down and they're like, I'll take the check. And he's like, no, I'll take the check. I'll take the check. And then they both start fighting again. It's fucking awesome. I love how he totally overplayed it, too. Like, he did it a couple times. That's from a long time ago, too. And then mm-hmm. one episode, they, he probably got so many people like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, okay, here's three solid minutes of it, you fuckers. Like, <laughs> what's worse, that or Conway Twitty? The Conway Twitty. That one always cracked me up, though, because it's just so <laughs> unexpected. And then you're like, what? The f-? And it goes on for like five minutes. It's just a whole. <laughs> and it's oddly something. mesmerizing. Oh, I it, know. It's, it's like, like tra- yeah, you go into a trance. Yeah. It's weird, dude. That's what Garland is, is a fucking god at that, though. Like his uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West. 
where he he literally pulled so many personal strings he broke the record for cameos of a-list actors where after the credits run he's not in the whole movie after the credits run they have jamie fox in his django outfit talking to the camera for like two seconds just yeah. to make sure that they had him as a cameo and they he i didn't know this at the time but he actually owned the delorean that they used in all the back to the futures so when they put in that one that one part where he's super hammered he walks out of the bar and he sees lights going off inside the barn and he's like what the fuck he opens it up and it's fucking doc hammering away on the delorean and he says great scott after he walks off it's like a five second scene and uh. they asked him behind the scenes they're like why did you put that in there and he's like well because in the back of the future they had that that part where they went back to that time he goes and i honestly i was i'm just a huge fan he's like it didn't have anything to do with the movie but i wanted yeah. to put it in there i'm like this is like family guy except they're actually acting and it was yeah. fucking brilliant i love that it. See, Dude, that's um, genius when they can put in those Easter eggs into movies right. and stuff like that. I mean, Disney's notorious for well, it. Well, they showed him on the set too. Uh, what's his name? The guy who plays Doc. Oh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. He he's asking him on the set. He's like, "Oh, what do you want me to be doing with these wrenches?" And he goes, "Doc, this is literally your car. I mean, I own it. That's true. But you can. You're the only person that I will let touch whatever you want on this car." And he's like, oh, it's been a long time. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, see, that's fucking badass for a five-second clip. Well, dude, a freaking uh, Jamie Foxx, by the way, most talented man alive, I will say that. Absolutely. Hands down, without hesitation. Have you heard his Trump impression? Could be a cyborg, potentially. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, it's like if the if life is a video game, he has a cheat code to where, like, he's a good-looking dude. He's he can do everything. Do he's literally everything. Yeah. Sing, everything. Dude. Dance, Have you seen sing, rap. He does stand up. He does acting. He does multi role acting where he's not typecasted. Yeah. He's everywhere. He does late night talk shows. He, like they, he's been on every podcast that is major. And every single time that they ask him like really intricate questions, he's super fucking intelligent. Yeah. He's super level headed. His impersonations like, are off the charts. Off Have the you charts, seen his Trump impersonation? His impressions. No, I've never heard that. Oh, dude, I'll the see if I can it? find it real quick. I'll pull oh, it up because this Can is you... worth everyone that hasn't possibly heard this. I might it's have... a total mind fuck to watch Jamie Foxx talk like President Trump. It was... And he's like, they tried to give me the virus. <laughs> he's like, it's so funny, dude. I'll find it right now. Yeah, it's what I don't know. He's he's one of those guys and he's been around forever. I mean, mm -hmm. he was back on in Living Color back in the day with Jim Carrey and the Wayans brothers. Right. And, yeah, he goes way back. Well, he goes way back. And the thing is, is that unlike a lot of the people that are newer stars up and coming that, don't get me wrong, are super talented. He's not only talented in every single like area, but he's old enough that he remembers a different time in both the world, the movie industry, socially. Like he, I love his, I love his take on everything because when you have somebody kind of like Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman doesn't do all the things that Jamie Foxx does, but he's been around for so fucking long. Like you hear these guys, the way that they talk about things. And it's like, you have had your fingers in so many different areas of life because you could, and you wanted to like, I could, I could listen to them tell stories 
indefinitely because they have them and they've done them. And it gave them this greater perspective on an industry level and a personal level that you don't get to see from people that are just kind of typecasted into one spot. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's wild here. Do you want me to play this real quick? Yeah, go Fuck for yeah. it. Oh, it's so good. It's a lot of great people on both sides. Lots of great people on both sides. I know Harry O. He's a great person. He couldn't vote for me at the time. Now he can vote for me once he gets out. I love Snoop Deal Double G. Great person. So do you love Death Row Records? I love Death Row. I love Death Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Fake news. I love Death Row. Wow. What's your favorite Death Row record on Mr. Trump? All of them. All of the death row records. Don't try to pin me down. I see what he just. Excuse me. Fake news. Excuse me. Fake news. Fake news. They tried to give me the virus. I beat the virus. Why you say they tried to give me the virus? Who is they? And the motherfucker said, I beat the virus. They were like, fuck you. He Dude, that's so crazy. Wow. That is crazy. What can't that guy do? He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) Shit's funny. It's fucking funny. (laughs) If you close your eyes, it sounds like Trump actually saying it. Like he had his cadence, his tone, his pronunciation all of it sounded identical to trump and yeah, if, his if hand just, movements even though too yeah oh it's so good. well just like the response like what's your favorite death row record all of them you know just like right away yeah. <laughs> don't try and pin me down yeah dude it's so funny that dude's fucking awesome man but uh yeah well you want to go from one extreme to another how about madonna okay it never ends with this broad oh so god apparently her kid oh she really had some her, surgery her black son, <laughs> mind you, again, in this this very fucked up upside down world that we're in, a white woman having a black son is just not natural, obviously. So, uh, but he, he turned 17. And first of all, look at his attire. It's like, what the fuck? And then he just so happens to be on a checkerboard floor. And there's all sorts of symbolism in these pictures. It's like... Is there multiple pictures there? No, there was more in there. And I'm like, dude, I don't even want to look anymore. But (laughs) there's just all it's it's just a giant symbol. The whole party was like all like Masonic symbolism. Is it more she does that shit to troll people or she's like, like, what the fuck? Why? uh, Well, I think the biggest weird thing that she does is uh you know, she's from Michigan and she talks with an English accent, you know, like she's from fucking Britain or something, yeah. you know, that's that's strange. A lot of people think that she is. Well, and that's Europe. that's interesting, too, because if you think about it, what was she while she was doing music? Right. She was a, uh, an actress. And then you start thinking about all these politicians and all these like social influencers. And they were all freaking politics. They were all actors. Yeah, you know, you start seeing the people like Candace Owens and you the uh, Zelensky, um, yeah, Zelensky and and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and all these people before they got into their role, so to speak, they were all actors. Trump too, right? I mean, Trump was exactly, yeah. I mean, just the list goes on and on. So, how do you trust any of these people as, as being nothing more than playing a part? 
Yeah, I think that they're wizards and witches and shit, like warlocks or whatever. Like, honestly, I think that they're more like instead of being politicians, they're like high magicians to a certain extent, because like, you know, there's that clip that everyone's seen, I'm sure, of, uh, you know, George Bush sitting in front of those kids during 9-11 and they're like chanting a spell like it's like plain steel hit, like, you know, and they're just repeating those these weird words. Um, and Bush is sitting there almost like he's in a trance. But you see this. I think that honestly, I you know, rather than them being, you know, politically minded, I think that they're just more magic minded. And yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I noticed over the top in the last year and a half, two years, the goat symbolism is through the roof. Yeah, like I, I hadn't watched. I didn't have cable television until I moved into this place and it came free with it so i was watching nfl football and college football and all the commercials and everything it seems like every other commercial break there's a commercial with a goat in it and then you get into the game and they're, they're always talking about oh he's the goat and or there's a goat symbolism that they go to in the thing and it's like really weird and i don't know if anybody's into that here that would have any insight into it but it's just something i've noticed on a massive scale lately is just overwhelming goat symbolism yeah. Yeah. It's strange when they say this with sports too, right? Like they'll be like, oh yeah, he's a goat. And that's right? recent. That's only happened in the last decade or so. Yeah. De oh, the first time I heard it was Ricky Carmichael with motocross. And this was back in like, I want to say 2001 or so 2002, maybe a little, little later. Yeah. But, um, this is dude. the age of acronyms too. I mean, back in the day we used to say they were just the greatest of all time. We weren't lazy and had to say goat, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, What's crazy about it, though, is that how many goats are there? Like, if you're talking about a sport, football, there's the greatest of all time. There can't be. Oh, they call Tom Brady the goat all the time. You know, well, in the same sentence, they'll say Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are both the goat. It's yeah. Like, what the fuck? It, it, how? You know, you only have one. There's only one person that can be the goat. So that's as ridiculous as saying they're both taller than each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just like it's it's hypocritical. And I, I think that it is real subliminal just to be, you know, getting people used to saying weird shit like that. I'm all I, I really do believe that there's a lot of like that satanic shit that they push, you know, and I think they believe in Satan and they follow it doesn't mean that you need to be Christian or whatever, but it just seems like that's what they fucking follow for sure. Seems to be working for them, uh, you know, often. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it, 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 it always does until it doesn't ask yeah. ask like you know ask like the babylonians how it worked out for them in the end you know it was all going great until <laughs> so well maybe they're still around maybe they're still the ones in power like you know how we always say like the third reich fell um but then like people like us are like no they just rebranded maybe these babylonians and these like mystery schools of egypt and all that shit just rebranded too and that like pelosi is like a descendant of these people goes, that were ruling in babylon i mean if you look at it yeah i mean they, they go from from empire to empire basically hops right so it went from you know babylon and sumer to to egypt and then from egypt it bounced over to greece and rome and then from rome it bounced over here and it, it kind of feels like that's the way things go is is that whoever is in power at least in this you know european based history that we're taught they're always based on some dark religion you know like whether it's the babylonians the egyptians the 
and well, where's it going next do you think matt i mean you know more about history i think than anyone here where do you think it's going after because like you just said right now it's it's right now it's it's america it's the united states where's it going after it's done here because it's it's almost done here it looks you like you mean the next like empire so to speak yeah Ooh, that's i i don't know i wouldn't even know how to how to guess you know it's one of those the kingdom where, of klaus schwab yeah i i don't know what to think <laughs> what do they want they want obviously the one system right where everything's under one planet earth um, yeah. yeah it's all one and and i i think that's darker than anything we have today yeah man it's weird i think that it could definitely be uh russia i think it could go back to that like easily i think i think you're, i think you're it's going to lean more towards the brick side of things you know with the the russia india china brazil i think, I think it's you know, it's been under, you think about it, the world's been under European, you know, if you include Italy in, in the European side for thousands of years now, right? I mean, between Britain, Rome, and America controlling a vast majority of the world, it's been a couple hundred years now. So uh, what's the S in BRICS? Because you got Brazil, Russia, India, China, and what's the S? Saudi Arabia. Really? Jesus. Yeah. Or South Africa, sorry, South Africa. Yeah, Saudi yeah, yeah. Arabia okay. Us. Saudi Arabia's with us. Oh, they can have South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, man. They, they it's it's interesting to think about that. They have their own currency now, right? Yep. Hmm. Yep. And 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 they want to, you know, China's whole thing is to open back up that that whole Silk Road, and that would open up bricks even further because they want they want the Silk Road basically to run through Africa, you know, across the Atlantic over to. Uh, South America, in essence, so it's a worldwide thing. I uh, I heard this really really interesting blurb off of a guy that was talking on a podcast, and it got shared through some of the more well known ones. And I saw it a few times on Facebook. Of uh, I think he was from, I want to say he was from somewhere in Great Britain. He might have been from a different country. But he was European. He said. Uh, I don't know if you guys over in America know this because I, I know that they haven't been covering it, but there's a shitload of countries right now with sizable revolts going against the elite governments in their sections. I think one of them was like Denmark and uh, a few of the Germanic countries, European countries. Uh, it's, it's like all over the place. And uh, he said, and what I've noticed is that every time they say something, they caveat it with, and if you're following these stories, just be really careful of dis disinformation or be really careful of misinformation. He goes, <clears throat> so think about what everything is going on with America right now. There's more and more talk about civil war. Um, and in the last couple of years, he goes, they have every, every chance they get over anything that somebody questions, they throw out the disinformation, misinformation. They're really cracking down, censoring uh platforms on disinformation and misinformation he's all i think that along with the fact that they're not covering all of these revolts in so many different countries going against their countries for the same reasons the same reasons that a lot of the people in america are like wow we really had our eyes opened in 2020 i and the whole disinformation thing is that's the whole thing is every time you start getting closer every time you start questioning more they are going to always you know, slam on you the fact that 
anything and everything you might hear could be disinformation, except for what we're telling you, except for mm -hmm. what we're telling you. Very nice. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's definitely been a thing, but I didn't know about the revolts. I didn't know that anything was happening. You have to really dig for it. And most of the time you have to go from what I saw, you actually have to go to that country's news website to find it. They're not covering it anywhere. And like it's some of them are huge, like 25, 30,000 people doing protests against the Capitol steps. And uh, obviously, America being a leader in social fucking justice, this whole January 6th thing is on the front page of all of their news stories. They're doing a January 6th committee to make <laughs> sure that these, you know, uh, insurrectionists really get what's coming to them. And it's kind of this fear thing that the other countries are putting out to their people because, oh, look at what the leader of the quote unquote free world is doing when somebody tries to go against them. Just, just, just so you guys know, it's kind of one of those, we're not going to say that this is what we're going to do, but all of you guys protesting in our country, just so you guys know what the free world thinks about people that go against their government, you know, what do you think we're going to do? Well, and what the hell happened with Canada too? You know, remember the truck, the truck rally shit, you know, like the, went away. they froze bank accounts. I know, but they it was huge. It, it. Was, it was everything in the news for like two weeks, you know, and then now it's gone. Right. So, but, and, and like all this stuff with Myanmar, remember that stuff with Myanmar? Like yeah. the same time that our 2020 election was super weird. And, you know, I don't care what anyone says, dude, the 2020 election was stolen from Trump. But Trump, it, it, it's a shitty way to say it because Trump is on that whole side. I'll say it every day, dude, that, that Biden did not win this election, dude. I, I don't care about any. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. How, what did they say? 78 million people voted for him. I, I'll tell you right now, probably not even 50 million people voted for him. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm a Trump supporter. You know, obviously, I used to be big time. But man, um, that that same stuff going on with Myanmar at the same time where they go and arrest this this chick that has ties to Hillary Clinton of all people, you know, and then they make it so public it seemed like a like a like a trick almost like they're trying to get people here in the United States to do what Myanmar did, right? Because there was a lot of people talking about, um, you know, Myanmar's doing this. We need to do that. We we got all the guns and all these, you know fucking obese minute men like i like to say these people that think that they're fucking forming militias but they weigh 400 pounds you know yeah dude i mean these people think that they're fucking like ready to like rock if some shit goes down and it's like 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 i don't know if you saw the uh that show doomsday preppers there's a guy that's talking about like yeah we need to prepare for the end of the world dude accidentally shoots his thumb off and passes out it's like dude if you, if you pass out because you lose a digit what's gonna happen if there's literal like Nazis trying to come into your house, you're going to shit your pants. You're not going to you're not going to shoot back at these people. So, you know, it's just funny, man. Like there's a lot of tough talk and stuff, but I don't think anyone's about that shit, dude. I think I, I think it's kind of scary to think about how easy if our government came to our doors, how easy it would be for them to do it. I don't think many people. I oh, think 80 yeah. percent of people. And, and this is me being generous to the Minutemen out there. 80% of people would would hand their guns over if the if the government said you are now a felon if you have a gun. 80% of people would hand it right over. And luckily they haven't really acted on it yet. I think that's what it is though. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot easier than people would make it out to be too. I mean, you know, like Biden said, you got to have uh what did he say? 
had have like F-16s or and nukes or something to come with the government. So yeah, I think they they definitely have a, a leg up on everyone for sure. Well, that's a, well, that sounds like a threat, right, Joe? I mean, that sounds like it's crazy. Or it's just Biden being Biden. On, I I don't come see on, how man. people I don't see how people don't see this revolution revolution meaning like revolving. Um, Go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. Oh, uh, of like every time you start coming into election season, like six months ago, there was obviously still all the political talk, but it was mostly everybody defending Biden. And now, right before the midterms, they raid Mar-a-Lago. There's all this shit coming out. They're sitting there talking about suppressing certain stories until after the fact because they don't want it to uh they don't want to influence they don't want it to influence the elections and it's like how what regardless of what side of the aisle you're on i don't give a fuck how do you guys not see that they hold their cards until right before the election they play some of them as if well it has to happen right now and then they purposely hold the other ones back because they don't want to influence the elections that's the october surprise usually right yeah i'm like what 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 how do people not get this like it literally still sways people into voting a certain way like they don't get that that's the whole point like how do you not see right fucking through that they don't see the game of it yet ben and that's the problem they they take these people at face value right versus really looking behind what they're and and that they're puppets and they're just talking heads and actors yeah yeah, like we talked about. And one of the things I heard, I was right before this, I, I think I was, it was the end of the uh, the Jimmy Dore podcast I was listening to. And uh, they were talking to some medium and she was just talking back and forth. And she was talking about one of the things that's interesting about time right now is we're in a period where energies of the masses haven't been decided yet which way we're going. So we're in this really weird period of fluctuation where you get you know motivated to a certain extent but you can't follow through and finish right now because as a whole we haven't decided which way we're going and you can and there's two routes to go and she didn't get into what the actual routes were but as a whole as you know as the human race we haven't yet decided which way we're going and that energy is still being decided as we speak and she said in the next couple of weeks it's going to be decided and I just I, I thought that was a really interesting way to look at it because I don't know about you guys, but I felt I, the last couple of years I felt more of like these energetic swings than I ever have in my life before. Like, Absolutely, I was pretty immune to them before then, and now you know there'll be days I'll wake up and I'll feel like, man, I'm just I'm drained. I don't have any energy, and I didn't do anything different, anything that would cause it, but it's just something like I'm feeling around me more. I don't know, you know, what the hell's going on on that front, but I, I don't know what you guys think about that whole idea of the masses and the energy possibly not decided yet which path we take. Uh, that's the million dollar question, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it really it's it is, but it's, I mean, it's just an interesting one in the sense that who knows, you know, if if it is that way, what's going to be the deciding factor? You know, like, that's what I, I, I was kind of thinking of, like, what would cause 
something to sway one way or the other. It would have to be something either really bad or something really good. Maybe they're trying to force it with the Great Reset, you know? I mean, if they really come in swinging with a central bank digital currency or all these other things that, you know, people talk about. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it could be something like that. It might not even be anything crazy or kinetic. I mean, a lot of people are talking about nukes. And I'm like, I don't think no one's nuking each other. Like, it, it doesn't make sense to irradiate a country you're, you're trying to take over unless it's just like, fuck you, bomb, you know? Yeah, It'd be like the nukes that they used in Japan, like the fire bombs, right? It could be something yeah. like that. I think would be more realistic, but like, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, what's, what's interesting too about that whole energy thing, which I'm not too huge on. I know that energy is real, but like people take it to these insane levels. Like that lady that you're mentioning, Matt, I don't know. You know, she says that we're going down two paths, but then she doesn't mention either side. You know, I think that some of these people just kind of talk out of their ass. I'm not saying she didn't necessarily, but um, it is interesting that there was like a spike in depression before 9-11 happened and like weeks before 9-11 happened people could pick up that something really really bad was going to happen and like me and i especially like ron from new england we've talked about this like you know that i felt like this impending sense of doom for like a while right and he has to well, and animals, Ryan, right? Like that yeah, that's yeah. one of the crazy things. Like when natural disasters and things happen, the one thing that you notice before anything is animals start acting very abnormally. And I've been doing a lot of research into like uh there was a whole bunch of fires back in 1871. And in all the firsthand accounts, they're talking about not only were the animals acting off, the people were acting off up leading more, more animals right leading up well yeah you know i mean more advanced supposedly but yeah the, he said it even affected the people in the sense that's how powerful whatever it was that was brewing was coming and then he said when once that storm released he said it was just pure mayhem so i think what it is dude is like how animals when they sense something like that they'll run away they act on instinct animals like 90 percent of what they do is all oh, just off instinct right Yep. But we as people, like you said yourself, you know, we're supposedly more evolved than animals. We have this barrier where we won't act off instinct because we're told to like critically think about something before we act. But sometimes you'll just have a bad feeling about something. But then you're like, well, I need to do this anyway. And then it still ends up like fucking you over because you, you thought that you were acting rationally instead of instinctively just doing whatever your gut or your whatever tells you to do. Um, I got in a car accident like a while ago. And like that morning when I woke up, I did, I was, it was so hard for me to actually leave the house. Like I was like, dude, I don't want to fucking go anywhere. Like, you know, even way more so than usual. And then I got in like a little fender bender. It wasn't anything like bad. No one got hurt, thankfully, but you know, shit like that. Um, like listen to those little things that happen. And but that's we, the we thing I was going to say, Ryan, listen to them, right? We ignore them because we got to, we got to get to our nine to five and, you know, we, we got to eat dinner at a certain time and shit like that. And we ignore this shit and then we pay the consequences anyway. And and then we want to blame someone else because it happened to us. It's like, no, 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 dude, look in the mirror and you got to listen. If the signs are there right in front of you, you, you got to take the time and, and look and observe them. Dude, that one, um, when that part, when that uh, dude followed me at that store, um and like it tripped me out it was after we did a cartel episode and shit me and uh pastor sam from mexico um i was in the shower that morning and i had a fucking panic attack randomly 
like before any of this happened. And then I go, you know, it's three thirty in the morning or so when I when I wake up for work and, you know, I get to the store and it's dark and then this fucking dude's following me and like clearly trying to fuck with me some somehow. I don't know if he was trying to rob me or whatever. Um, I always have a gun on me. So like it, it luckily nothing happened. But dude, it, it was wild. Like I had my hand in my pocket on my gun and like fucking walking back, like trying to avoid this dude. But I had a, again, I had a panic attack before any of this happened. An hour or two before it even like started happening. So there's definitely something to it. And, and you know how I feel about that stuff. I'm like, I'm not one of these intuitive people where, you know, a ghost and uh Nico always try and tell me I'm an empath. I, I really don't think I am at all. But, you know, there's there's something to that stuff. There's something to, you know, kind of just like getting, getting a bad vibe before anything even happens. So it's weird, dude. I think a lot of people have been feeling that just to tie it back to like what you're talking about, Matt. A lot of people have been feeling that shit. And um, I think something might might actually happen. I just don't know when. And I, I hate when people assign dates to it. Oh, dude, that date shit. It's got to stop. You know, it has to. Dates. We we survived another one. Nine twenty four came and passed, and you know the day that we'll live in infamy. It just went out like a like a fart in the wind. Well, it's funny. Um, that there are people doubling down after it, like usual. But there are people doubling down, like, no, this happened in this country, and this happened in this country. Like, yeah. I don't think that's what everyone Dude, was you thinking. Do that it happens in a country day. every day. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jen. It's the same thing I was thinking. You I'm like the last two years. Dude, have you ever heard of the Florida man thing? Look up Florida man and any <laughs> date, something in Florida happened on that date. Like it's well, here, stupid. here's one for you, Ben. I was listening to uh, uh, two bears podcast, which has usually Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer on it, but uh, oh yeah, Bert was out. So Rogan was filling in for him. And so Tom and Rogan were talking about last time that Tom was on Rogan's show and they were joking around about, um, and Joe said something like, yeah, they were talking about the homeless. And Joe's like, yeah, we should just shoot them um, because we can't take their stuff. He's like, because, you know, <laughs> like if you touch their stuff, you'll get arrested because, you're, you you know, you're, you're stealing. But in California, you, you can just shoot people and get away with it. So you might you're better off just shooting them than touching their stuff in, a totally, wrong? in, in a totally joking manner. Well, the news took that clip. And then tied it to homeless violence and tried to say that they were instigating homeless violence by their, you know, their, their comments when in reality. You mean by the two joke. fucking comedians on a podcast called Two Bears joking about shooting homeless people? Exactly. Are we not allowed to joke about shooting people anymore? It used you to can't joke about ha -ha. anything. There's no joking about anything if it's against what they I like how. I like okay so let's uh let's open up this one then because this this is a something that obviously I, I know pretty much everybody agrees on it just gets stuck in my craw every now and again is this whole changing of the English language to fit whatever it is that they want it to fit this whole idea of inciting violence showing any form of aggression it's like there's a reason why aggression and violence are two different things. This whole silence is violence. There was this major broadcast where I think it was either, uh, oh, it was uh, <laughs> the late CNN host, Brian Stelzer. Um, Did he die finally? No, Potato Head got fired. Oh. No, he got fired. Um, that's why I said the late CNN host, meaning like late as in his job title. Um, Man, I'm so hopeful. Sure. Yeah, that would have been great. He's 
you know, anyway. Uh, well, side so, note, he is three years older than I am. I know, and you shaved Crazy. your head. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah, dude, I, it's it's just easier. <laughs> it's just easier. Uh, <laughs> instead of Ryan, I'm just going to start calling you Brian. Uh, so, Do it, Stelter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they had on this guest, and the guest said, you know, the world has just clearly gone mad. And she, she you could tell she was just over the interview. And he had the, he had the balls to be like, oh, I, uh, explain to me, what, how, how has the world gone mad? And she was like, uh, well, when people start saying silence is violence, the world has gone mad because silence is silence and violence is violence. And she has this whole list of things that she was 100% spot on about. And I'm like, yeah. And the crazy part is, is that people that even know in the back of their minds, like, oh, it's so fucking stupid, are still starting to adhere to it, where you may not say that thing on Facebook because you're going to get called a racist and you don't want to get put in that camp and you don't want it to go viral, even if it's not racist. You can't say something aggressive without somebody saying you're inciting violence. It's like, no, I'm being aggressive and I'm doing it on social media. Whatever happened to sticks and stones may, may break my bones, but words will never harm me. It's like, okay, I get it. Words can hurt, but you know what words hurt? They hurt abstract things, not concrete things. They hurt your feelings. Feelings are real, but they are not concrete. They are abstract. The same with words. Words are not concrete, they're abstract. Well, and that's, that's the problem. And it's like, the no, I know. Is, it's like people don't have thick skin anymore in the metaphorical sense of thick skin. Well, and be, because why? Why has this been pushed <laughs> down, right? Why? Because they're pushing they... us into the metaverse and you can't physically hurt someone in the metaverse. You can physically or, or verbally assault them in the metal metaverse. The metal verse would be dope, actually, just that constant cool. metal. But yeah, the metaverse is, you know, you can't physically harm someone. So yeah, words. If I say, you know, fuck you, Matt that that's equivalent to me stabbing you with a knife in the metaverse you know so Which is yeah funny dude, because I, if i hear one of my guy friends say fuck you i instantly reply oh, i love you too exactly <laughs> i mean it's it's a joke dude like yeah you know, instagram I, has been censoring a lot of that stuff now too i said something the other oh, day really? like a, a clip from a movie and they censored it and took down my comment because it said it said offensive things i'm like it's a joke and it was a line from a movie i guess the algorithm doesn't know that quite algorithms yet, do not kinds. have sense of humor joe no i got banned i got banned <laughs> from facebook for 24 hours because i <laughs> quoted i quoted that song where it says Hold show on. me your bobs you're still your on facebook yeah wow that's impressive i yeah I guess it's the only platform I'm on. I've never been. Yeah, it's on called Twitter. Meta now, I don't go guys. On Instagram. Fucking be real here. It is. It, it's fucking funny. It is funny. Um, but no, I said something about like there's that whole song where they took real uh, <laughs> misenglished uh, things from people that were hitting on women, and it was. You guys have seen this video, right? Yeah. Yeah. Show I think me your you played it one your time. And so basically I had posted that and, and I spelled, I misspelled it on purpose. I said, show me your bobs <laughs> and then dot, dot, dot in your vagana. I didn't even spell it right. It was vegan with an A at the end. They not only took down the comment, but then they put me in Facebook jail for 24 hours for 
uh, going against the sexual community standards. And I'm like, first of all, you know that that was a real person. And he was probably in the country that those fucking comments were made after and took high offense to it and was like, fuck this guy. Fuck this honky. I'm like, whatever, man. I'm Whoa, like, it's so what year stupid. is it right now? Jesus. Fuck those honky. Honky. <laughs> fuck you those honky. honky? <laughs> <laughs> Boner. Yeah, dude. That that Boner. is pretty wild, Ben. Sorry. That's kind of sucks. No, no, no. It's I thought it was hilarious because I'm like. This is really what it's coming to. Like, hold on a second. So, if I had said, "Show me your boobs and your vagina," that's okay. Would that have been better? Yeah. Like, oh, my bad. I thought misspelling it, based on a comedy song, was just because better. those Indian comments have been reported so much. The algorithm is like, "Oh, we got another Indian guy here." Boot him. Yeah. <laughs> Sexual harassers by country are Italians first and foremost, always. It's a country of sexual <laughs> harassers. And then India is a close second. Facts. Oh, my God. They'd make you think America's number one in that region, but I don't think so. No. Dude, it's Italy remember, all day. Like, do you guys remember way back in the day trying to blame? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm like dying over here. Sorry. So uh, back in the day, you could try to blame someone for you getting in trouble by saying they told me to do it or they were doing it hey she told me to do it and our parents or the cops or whoever it was would say hey if so and so told you to jump off a bridge would you do that which is taking away the power of the words that is what our our right. leaders told us back in the day who cares what people say to you do your own thing have your own convictions and now they're like yes. oh, he told you to kill herself in jail for her fuck that yeah they don't trust us yeah. to make our own decisions. They're like, no, we're going to do whatever everyone else is. You actually are at a point now where you can't trust them. So it's like, where do we go from that? Like, they, yeah. they, we've, no offense, we've bred an entire generation now where it's like, yeah, you're actually, yeah, it, it sucks, but I actually can't trust them to make their own decisions. Like, that's the one thing I keep telling my kid. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what anybody else does. I don't give a shit. If they said it's the right thing to do, go do this. If you know that it's the wrong thing, don't use that as an excuse for what you're about to go do. Have your own morals. I don't care if I'm there or not. Say, nope, because in the very least, even though I kind of want to, I'm going to get my ass kicked by my dad if I go do that. Good enough for me. At least you have somewhat of a conscience. I'll play God in the back of your mind for a minute, as long as you don't do the shitty thing that somebody else is telling you to do. Like, uh, just don't do it. Yeah, I've, I've told... Dad, is this ben, that, uh, I, dumb kids? Dumb oh, kids this is the... Talk, yeah, this is the gen z like simple fucking we'll listen to like a minute Pure gold because it's, it's oh, i'm gonna get so dude, it's disgusting we're on the u.s flag 52 yes what state is utah in michigan yes you know what state utah is in utah i to be honest with you i never heard of that place ever in my life i live under a rock can you name three countries besides the USA? I suck at history. I was like, my worst subject. Can we do like science? <laughs> no, no. Any three. Any three. You know this. A country? Oh yeah. my jeez. This is terrible. Oh my god. Um, a country. Wait, besides the US? Yeah. Huh? Love all the countries ah! rolling on the side. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't. I can't. Mm. All right, it's fine. People are just yeah. nervous. Do you know how many man. dimes there are in the dollar? <laughs> Make up one dollar. A dime is the 10 cent or the 5 cent? You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Can you name three countries besides the USA? 
Um. <coughs> damn. Any three. You know this. Canada? New Mexico. Right? That's good? Yeah. Damn, I need one more. <laughs> uh. Damn. Yeah, so you got Canada, New Mexico, and what? <laughs> damn. I need to go back to school. Do you know how many states there are in total in the U.S.? A hundred. How many continents are there? Three. Continents? Yeah. Yes. Do you know what two countries border the U.S.? So bordered? Yeah, like on the borders. It's the only border that I know is Puerto Rico and Mexico. Yes. Who fought in the Civil War? <laughs> Mm, I don't know. You talking about pres- president-wise? No, the people. <laughs> who against who? <laughs> I don't know that one. I know it had to do like what with France or France and I don't know the other. Straight one. face. France and who? You're close. Yeah, can't, that can't. Um, oh man, it really. I, I, France and the British are the same thing. Um, yeah, Matt. So, Matt froze. Uh-oh. Damn, I don't know. Oh, I was wondering what was going on. Who did yeah, they fight he's, against? He's just currently smiling at that frozen Us? video. Matt, you're frozen. Yes. Do you know what continents we're on right now? France. Do you know who fought in the Civil War? Um. Amazing. Oh. Absolutely. Amazing. Oh, thank God. I, I wonder. Say, I can't watch eleven minutes. Where of that. were they? New York or something? New York. Oh, man, I don't. I don't think that that if we did that here in like arizona i don't think it would be like that at all honestly you gotta you know? go to the real yeah, but what what would you do ryan if it was um man yeah it would be hard for me not to like roast them you know just it's it's <laughs> i i it can't be real dude it's gotta be set up you know, do you think that's no 100%? no 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 I, that's I, real that's I real. absolutely believe that that's real. They've that's done this real. on multiple platforms in multiple cities across the U.S. San Francisco, L.A. are two of the worst. You They've go to Washington, Texas, DC, New York City. Like they Ugh. are like, OK, so think about it in their element. You're talking about somebody who was born and raised in a city that no matter how old you get, no matter what you do, you could never see everything in that city ever. Like their whole life born raised some of them have never left those cities that's how big they are and that's where their family's at they're generationally born and raised there sometimes for all the way back until the turn of the the century in the 1900s like they don't ever get out and they don't give a fuck all they know is commerce jobs and that's it and food should my next question is should we be just i mean should the united states be nuked i mean Maybe, honestly, <laughs> some parts of it for sure. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> God. Well, if one part gets it, then we're all gonna get the freaking iodine or the uh, not the iodine. Iodine helps the radiation. Hey, hey, we'll take the Hiroshima blast. That they they managed pretty well after that one. That's true. Yeah, everything's not... everything uh, grew. They were back in there. What the next day or three days later or something like that. It seemed pretty fine. Yeah. Yeah. As Alex Stein screams, the trains were running the next day, you know? <laughs> Joe sent me a fucking meme the other day that said, uh, it was a headline, and it says, Japan has never seen a heat wave like this. And then the, ne- 
the next thing is that it shows that the atom bomb exploding. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, oh, that's fucked up. It should have shown a weather map with just two nuclear blasts coming up from the cities. That's awesome. Two mushroom clouds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dude, you know what's really crazy about that is that the, the wave happened so fast that, or I'm sorry, the light was so intense. And I mean, they talk about it being like a welding arc. Like, and it's so big, that's why people would have blast shields and things like that, even if they were sometimes, you know, 20 miles away out of the blast radius, was that it's so bright that it can actually burn your retinas if you're staring at the light. And when Nagasaki and Hiroshima bombs exploded, the light was so intense that it whitewashed around people, leaving permanent shadows of them behind it. I'm like, holy shit. And like, you could still see some of them today because it permanently whitewashed like the, uh, the one that I remember was whitewashing steps with this perfect silhouette of a guy that had been standing in front of those steps and the light hit. I'm all, well, I mean, you know, he got toasted like two seconds later. I was going to say, maybe point. that was just uh, people ink, you know, it just vaporized him and <laughs> tattooed him onto the building. <laughs> well, they were talking about in the, in the 1871 yeah. fires. The fires got so hot they melted iron, like they yep. they melted vault like steel vaults too, like uh you know safety or uh you know like a secure vault it would melt it and there'd be nothing left. That's some heat right That's, there. That's just it's just insane. What could cause something to be some that twin hot? towers heat? Yeah, melt metal. Well, yeah. I fucking just watching a goddamn video on that today and it made me so upset the fact that uh, fuck the fact that they that they showed the rubble from the helicopter footage that they got after the buildings to collapse not to mention they go through the whole collapsing and how it's clearly a demolition fucking straight down right but what was crazy was why wasn't there 110 stories worth of rubble mounted up you see it it's nothing but dust where the bottom of the frames of the towers like if you've ever seen a picture of the of the lower part of the tower the reinforced beams had these gorgeous steel arches that went up i think it was like six or seven stories and those were the outside braces and then the beams from those braces went up and got thinner as it got to the top and basically it was fortified at the bottom inside and out in the lobby and those beams got thinner as they went up and they were reinforced like this those beams from the helicopter when the dust was still settling the beams on the outside of the tower were cut like this and bent backwards but the inside of it almost had no rubble all the way down through the lobby where did all of it go they said that they are still missing or they never found 1500 people's dna so there's only one way that they said that could have happened and that's cold fusion the idea of instantly vaporizing it, not with heat, but the opposite effect. Yep. Where basically, like, if you've ever seen, like, anime or something like that, they freeze something, and then they punch it, and it shatters, and then melts. And so you don't really ever see any of what was originally there, chemically. That's basically what cold fusion was. And they're like, there's no way, because if they, nobody heard bombs. Nobody heard any bombs. So that would that would signify an actual demolition explosion. So how could they get it to virtually implode, vaporizing everything inside, causing minimal outside ferocity? It was wild. I'm like, 
God damn it. I've already been down this fucking hole however many times in the last however many years. Shit. All right, let's look up another one. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. dude. That stuff's that that stuff's really interesting, man. It's so funny. Cause like even though everything that you said makes so much sense, it always just sounds so crazy when someone's ranting about 9-11. But I, I love it. I believe it a hundred percent. I believe like everything you said but it's just so funny like when you're like the the cold fusion fuck it, it everything's like side you know it's just like it's funny to me because like i, I said dude, I, I i totally believe it but at this point it's almost like man if you don't believe that that 9-11 was some sort of inside because that's what you're talking about right i just popped yeah, back yeah, yeah. in but i mean like if you don't believe that was some sort of inside job like you're just lost dude like it's it's Absolutely. you know what i mean like it's but that's a great that's how i feel about the moon landing though too is i'm like dude at this point at this point, if you honestly believe that we landed on the moon 50 fucking years ago without ever having gone back, I'm sorry. You're Dude, missing I got, the whole game. I got in an argument with a family member at a Christmas party last year. Right after, <laughs> You're an asshole. You made right? it, no, you made I didn't try. Dude, I wore my government is the virus shirt at, to my family <laughs> Christmas party, right? So I walk in there and my and my cousin who is a and I've told this story on my show before, but the you know, my cousin that's uh, you know, she's a hardcore ICU nurse and like really, really good at her job. Super, super accomplished individual. She went up to New York like when um, COVID started and she was helping everybody when they're all decked out. So she's a full believer like COVID is like this, you know, organic nature is just striking at us for some reason. And she she was like i'm offended by your shirt you know kind of joking because we're drinking and stuff and i'm like why you know we get into this whole vaccine debate she ends up crying at the end of it because i'm like asking her like you know who made the vaccine like like you know that there's no actual like sample of covid and all this stuff and then so when she's crying like we go outside and her husband was like you don't believe in all conspiracies do you and I just go well i mean like you know there's there's some that are pretty interesting and he's like well what about like the moon landing and I'm like, well, if you look into it with like Stanley Kubrick and NASA and that relationship, and he's just like, I can't. And he just walked away, dude. <laughs> like two family members that just got so angry at me, like a visceral reaction for me, like just simply like saying like, you can't. It's cognitive dissonance right there, man. It, it, was, it was. Why did they get angry, though? I don't understand that. Well, there's alcohol involved. I mean, like, I don't think that she would have. <laughs> I don't think that she would have cried. And she even felt really stupid crying. <laughs> Because I'm this idiot that barely passed high school with like a 2.5 GPA. <laughs> and she's like got her doctorate and shit. And I'm make I'm like holding my own in an argument with her. And she's like crying over it. So like, because, you know, she she should be able to like basically like kick my ass in a verbal argument like that about you also her do, profession. You also what? do have a very particular delivery method that I think sure. it just it just shovels underneath of people's skin a little bit. Maybe. So this is why I use when. When Ryan was saying that, you know, if you still believe the 9-11 narrative, like what is going on, that's why I use that as my standard first question when I first meet someone for the first time. And, hey, do you think 9-11 was real? They say yes, then sorry, one less person to know now. How does that go? You're like, hey, Joe, nice to meet you. What do you think's going on with 9-11? Is that how you just start a conversation? Yeah, yeah. Every new person. Yeah. <laughs> no, you funny. just, that's the thing though, is that you ask somebody on the West Coast, you're like, so do you think that 9 11 was an inside job and they get super pissed about it? It's like, hold on a second. Why do you care? You're 3,000 miles away. Yeah. It was a tragedy. Like, was but a tragedy. I knew someone. They attacked us. Oh, no, I agree. It was a tragedy, but the tragedy. No, no I'm saying that's that what they would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. 
Maybe all those oh, people yeah. were assholes. Who knows? You know. It's what is this picture you're showing us, Matt? You got uncle. naked naked ladies on the screen. What's going on? Yeah, incredible vintage photos. Apparently, no. <laughs> it, it, it's hilarious just to show that this whole Ukraine is just bullshit. You know, we're we're supposedly at war with Russia, but yet we're going to resume space missions with Russia. Why do they have American wow. flags right next to the Russian flags? To let you know it's real. Because don't ask any partners. questions about it. They're partners. Ah, huh, that guy on the right hand side, his name is Nikolai Chubb. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Nikolai uh, Chubb. But yeah, it's just it's just hilarious that you know, supposedly we're we're fighting viciously on the <laughs> ground, yet we're gonna go. It's just like the whole space race, right? I don't feel like there was a space race, it was more like a space collaboration. So Man, I hate to bring this up again, but why does anyone pay taxes? Why does anyone pay taxes? So we can watch shitty NASA footage. Shitty NASA so footage and fucking pay... collaborations with the enemy, supposedly. Come on. The fuck? No, we pay taxes so that we can pay the salaries of the 87,000 IRS agents that are going to come arrest us if we don't pay their salary. So you it's mean just the, yeah, the new, vicious circle. The new 75 to 80,000 IRS agents? Some, yeah, something like that. The additional ones. They're, hey, they're only going after the rich, though. $400,000 oh, or more, supposedly. Yeah, so don't worry about it. Don't worry no, you know what it, about and, it. And, and I, you know, what I really think it is, I think they're going to go after, go. they're out there to get the COVID money back, right? In all reality, all those people that took sure. the, the fucking PPPI <laughs> and shit, or PPIE, they're going to go hard after them. EPI. Yeah, maybe the the money that people like businesses and like small businesses got small businesses during COVID. got loans to pay their employees and 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 they were loans supposed you know they were they thought they were handouts but the government wants their money back it was a loan apparently not they got to pay more they got to pay ukraine i mean come yeah. on that's understandable right yeah i love that meme of uh it's actually Cardi B stripping, but it's uh, Zelensky's oh. face on Cardi B's body. And, and oh Biden's in the back throwing money at it. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. <laughs> Did you? That's... I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, find that. Did you guys see the video of it's just become comical now. Him uh, and a bunch of European leaders uh, were meeting and they're out on the lawn and they're all behind a podium. Now, mind you, there's like five of them. The other four are all in their traditional, you know, blue suit. And he's out there in his fucking olive khakis and t-shirt. Like just to tell us that he's at war. And after, after this speech, he's going right back to the front lines to go fight. Like when have you ever seen a president wear fatigues? He, he like, wears whatever wardrobe and makeup tells him to, to wear. And yeah, then it's, it's embarrassing. I don't know. When have you ever seen a fucking president fall off a goddamn bicycle? <laughs> Or fall up Dude, the stairs. Or get lost at a press Up the conference. stairs. He fell up the stairs. He fought <laughs> that gravity so yeah. hard. <laughs> Are you in Oregon? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see him the other day where they, like, he was at that, I don't know what meeting it was, that forum, and he gave his speech and he was walking off stage and the guy starts thanking him and he starts walking back on stage yeah. and he just kind of disappears and the guy's like no, still no, no, talking no, no, to no. him. Oh, dude, this they guy. play that on OBDM. They played robot noises. They were like, <laughs> 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 I like, 
I liked the clip where he he legitimately full on commits handshakes to the right, turns to left the to exit, but there's Nothing. nobody there. Nothing. Where he just he's all like this, and he straight up commits to the shake <laughs> like a fucking dog, and then turns around and goes and walks <laughs> off stage, and everybody was like. Was he told somebody was supposed to be there? <laughs> Every single time he walks off stage, I just think. So, <laughs> like a cartoon. Did you see? Did you see the Dan Bongino uh, episode? I don't know if you guys watch or know who Dan Bongino is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So I love I love that guy. I don't know if he is. Uh, what's it called? Controlled opposition. I don't fucking know. The he guy is. has a fucking. He is. Yeah, he said he was gonna quit Fox if they made him get the vaccine uh, and if they made other people get the vaccine and he's still working there so you know yeah mm-hmm. dude's a fraud like he brought up this or no i'm sorry it wasn't him i think he circulated it but it was a news clip they did it on multiple platforms it's fucking ridiculous of biden they're panning in around the table and and they're asking questions he's got like this uh he's got this paper in front of him and it's a pamphlet and there's like words written on the back of it and stuff. And he, they're asking him what he's going to talk about today. And he turns around his paper and this is like a live moving video and they zoomed in on it. And it literally says, you're at, you're going to be at a meeting for this subject. You will take your seat. You, you will wait until this, you will do this. I'm like, the only thing short that they were waiting for is you will breathe. Do not to, poop to, your to pants. Stay in the that was on the airpiece well, he had. No. Yeah. No how many times? Oh, oh he, yeah, yeah. How many times has he read the cue card? Like where they say it's it says say it again, and he'll he'll read out say it again, mm-hmm. and then he'll read yeah. it again. Like this guy. I mean, it's. <laughs> I feel bad. It's like for go him. fuck yourself, San Diego. Remember uh, that from uh, yeah. Anchorman? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just read what's on the teleprompter. Or or like uh, what was it the the one with. Steve Carell and Bruce Almighty. Yeah, Bruce Almighty. Yeah, yeah, Bruce yeah. Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the fucking name. All right, hey guys, sorry to do this. I gotta head out. Uh, no pun. I was about to too. I gotta. I gotta eat food. Like Thirty-five minutes hungry. later than my goddamn normal kickout time. I just, hey, oh. I, I appreciate every minute of it, Ben. Thank you very oh. much. And Lene, thank you for having him, allowing him to stay up late. <laughs> I have yeah. nothing to do with it. Thanks for letting me tag along. Oh, my our pleasure. Joe and Jen, thank you guys. very much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hey, anytime. Good I'll have to come you. join you guys soon. Yes. Heck yeah. Our whole thing fucking. Is that just the internet? That might Wait. be. Was it lagging out? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm have a good night, guys. Yeah. See you later. Bye, right, guys. See you. Guys. Yep. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye. And then there were two. Uh, it's just us now, huh? Yeah. Damn, dude, they left what I was trying to find this uh, Zelensky stripping. <laughs> That's why I wanted to see your... I, yeah, I knew you were searching for that one thing. I wanted to see it before we cut out. Yeah, it's not... I don't see it anywhere on here, but it's okay. It's hard um, to find, man. They scrub the internet of this stuff, you know? Well, and that's why I keep telling people... You know, if you can get your hands on it and print it, print it out, especially some of these website articles, too, because they're changing them regularly yeah. and not even, you know, not even you. They used to put it in like the footer. 
that it was update last updated. Now they're just changing it flat out and not telling you. Yeah, it's definitely scary. It's it's uh, you know, we'll have to see what ends up actually happening here, man. I think that there will be some some tough times. I've said that for a while, but I don't know when they're coming. Um, no one does, other than the people that are in control of shit like this, but um definitely some weird stuff's gonna happen dude but like what are we gonna do we gonna fucking be scared the whole time no that's why i think and that's why i don't like saying like shit's gonna get bad i think it's just gonna get weird you know i mean bad is just all perspective you know and the way you look at it because i i I want i don't want to put it in people's heads anymore that shit's gonna happen because no one fucking knows and anybody that tells you they know is full of shit because none of it's happened, right? We understand, you know, in general premises, right? They're pushing us towards digital currency. They're doing this, they're doing that. We get that. But this whole, you know, how long have we pushed food shortages? How long have we pushed this and that? And it's like, guys, enough, enough of the the pushing it because you don't know. It's all these people that are making money off of pushing the fear porn that are benefiting from it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, what's interesting, you know, I'm about to quit Pepsi, um, but there's uh, recently the, the recent shortage that we've seen there is a CO2 shortage. Okay. Which it doesn't even seem possible, but there's apparently there's CO2 mines, which I didn't even know, but um, it's, it's definitely affecting the products. Like, you know, we'll get new products in and they're like, only order this amount because we don't have, enough for you to order like everyone to order over that you know so i think that at the very least people are gonna have to tighten their belts which is probably good for this country do you think that's intentional yes i do i just think it's yeah i think they're just trimming down the i think we got so gluttonous with the volume that they were producing that these companies were losing so much on shit that was being wasted that it was overproduction and oversaturation. I think, you know, now they're scaling back and testing. I think these are little tests to see how far can we pull back on this before it really causes a problem, you know? Maybe. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense, but I think it also makes a ton of sense that, um, you know, with, with the chaotic and with the, with the approval rating of the government as a whole, right. It's got, I mean, realistically, it's gotta be 20%. I, I mean, they'll, they'll tell you it's a lot <laughs> a higher, good but day, yeah. It's got to be, you know, 20, 20 percent or under. Um, they'll tell you it's higher, but it's it's obscene how many people when you get out there and you talk to a lot of people. I talk to so many people every day and it's going to change soon. But I talk to a lot of people every day in Arizona, red state as a whole, but a very blue city. Tucson, Arizona is a blue city. Um, everyone talks about how much they hate the government, dude. I mean, you, you can't avoid the conversation these days. So. I think it could be a really elaborate way, a very subliminal way. But I, I think that these are the most effective methods of, of freaking people out that the government's going to say, hey, you guys don't like us. There's shortages now. You think it's bad now. We can make it real fucking bad on you guys. You know, there's a CO2 shortage. You guys aren't going to be able to get your soda and your beers and stuff like that. It's just a shortage. It's not out. Yeah. You know, it's like the same way that sanctions work. You know, sanctions are the most effective on a country like, you know, when the United States want to imply sanctions on Russia, they're not so effective when they actually implement them. The threat is what's real. That's what actually keeps Russia in check. Now that we're trying to sanction them, 
who's winning this little cold war, right? Russia, hands down, is is the I mean, their their currency's rising, ours is falling like a fucking hot potato. You know, so man, it's the the new form of warfare is psychological warfare. It's been in existence since warfare has existed. But, you know, the psychological warfare um, with governments doing it to their own people is going to hit and it's going to be so noticeable that even a dummy will understand that their government's against them here in the United States and around the world, really. Well, yeah, and it's been perfected on the mass population over the last, what, 60, 70 years since the end of World War II. You know, they were really into those, the mind control studies and getting into, you know, all these different, the ultras, the, the, the mockingbird programs and all this stuff. And yeah, we're starting to see the effects of it now. Like it's been what, probably three solid generations worth of programming that they've, they've gotten us into and, and you're starting to see the results of it. And it's amazing because they intentionally want our kids dumber and they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Um, I got a note. We got a note on the first day of school this year from our, our, our school's principal saying that there will be no more homework because they felt like it really didn't accomplish anything. And that, uh, and I'm like, well, yes and no, but what are you going to put in its place? Are you going to supplement it with anything? No, no, they're just, that's it. And it's like, Man. So you're giving the kid no work to take home. There's everything is done in school and there's nothing outside of school. Like it just, it doesn't, it's just laziness on the school's part is how what I see What do you it. think that that's instilling in these kids though? Like if you were to just think about that really quickly, like, cause something comes to my mind right away. Oh yeah. I don't have to work. I just have to show up and at, at school and that's it. Once I don't have to do anything. Definitely that for sure. But I mean, like, an independent like a small business owner they're doing all their work on their own terms they're getting stuff done when there's no teacher looking over their head or no boss looking over their head right or over their shoulder i should say dude you, you stop giving kids homework man there there's a lot of initiative is getting taken away from these kids to get their shit done you know like to oh yeah that whole responsibility like, just the like, idea of having homework having to go home do it take extra it- time to get something done yeah, bring it and then physically bring it back to school. Remember, because that's a responsibility to put it in your bag, to bring it back to school and then be able to hand it in. That's Make sure a, your dog doesn't eat it and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, you don't like, lose it on the bus, all that shit. It doesn't, you know, your lunch doesn't spill on it. Like it's a responsibility. Yeah. You know, it's as stupid as it may sound. It's these little things that they're taking away from kids that are, you know, it's like chores, you know, like at home. I know, you know, most kids don't have chores. My kid has chores. Like make sure he has his chores. Like he has a list of things that he has to do. And if he doesn't get those things done, then he doesn't have any privileges at the time. Like, you know, it's kind of like you want to play Xbox. Well, no, you can't. You want to go outside? No, you can't. You got to finish your chores. And and when they're done, then you can get it done. Yeah. Yeah, dude, my my dad used to have uh, he made uh, fake checks and I used to have to like, uh, like you know, he'd, he'd say I have like 20 fake dollars a week. Yep. And I had to write a check. And if I wanted cereal, I had to write a check for it. 
this guy thought that checks were still going to be written in, you know, as I'm, as an adult here, uh, he taught me some good things, but that was not a useful thing. You know, That's I haven't written fucking a check hilarious. Your dad made you pay for breakfast. Well, That's not with great. real money. Like, you no, know, no, no. Like, I, no, I get it. Like it's, it's monopoly money in a sense, but you had to pay for breakfast. That's, that's exactly. a brilliant concept. I'm going to think about charging my kid for breakfast now. Yeah, dude. So like, you know, you're, you're learning that there is a budget and things like that. Um, but yeah, dude, what I was going to say is like your kid could get homework, like your your son could get homework and not necessarily tell you about it. So like the responsibility is is partially on him 100 percent to just get that thing done, you know, get the homework done. So it's it, that's a that's a it's really shorting the kids when they're not giving them this stuff, man. Um, I don't have I, I don't have a kid, but, you know, I know, you know that, but like people may not know that, dude, I I, I uh my heart goes out to anyone that has a kid right now, dude. It's very, it, it, I can't imagine how stressful it is. Yeah. People it's always been stressful. To, yeah. They got to realize that you have to be there, be present. Like, right. You have to be right there with these kids at, especially at the younger ages to, to, to got, steer them. Right. And show them and, and, and put a little work ethic into them. And, you know, and, and like my kid, I, I make him still read every night, even though he's got no homework, he's got to read every night. And, He's got either he's got to either do physical activity, you know, which is go out, play with the dog, go run around the yard, do something like that. Or he's got to do like something creative, which is like he can do anything from creative, you know, learn how to create a video on, on the computer to draw, to write, do something. Um, because otherwise, these kids, you know, too many parents fall and, and I'm guilty of it on certain days. You know, you've had a long ass day and you get home and, and he's you know, full energy. And I'm like, dude, just take your phone. Go ahead. Five minutes. I need, I need to get away. I need a break. I got to go or I got to go make dinner, you know, whatever. And you're guilty of it, but some, some parents that's it every day. Same thing. Kid, dude. phone, kid, phone, kid, phone. Then you can't get it away from them. You go to take it away from them. Now it's a problem because it's a they, drug. They, yeah. They, they're in for the dopamine rush and you know, I, I know we've talked about this before and, and it's the same with the video games and everything. And, and even television, television is the same way. You get that, that rush in your brain from it. And uh, that's why that movie, you know, that stay tuned movie hit me to come full circle. I was like, man, I, I was thinking about like how many people, especially like in the nineties, how many dads were just those guys. They, they, you know, they worked their job, they came home had their dinner and then sat on the couch. That's it. They'd watch their sports or watch their, their programs. And that was it. That was their life, you know, and, and that they were content with it. And I'm like, yeah. and they, they, they're the ones that that's exactly what they, you know, the, they wanted was, you know, the docile people, people just to, you know, okay, good. I got to work my job. I'm going to come home. I'm going to watch TV, get indoctrinated a little bit, and I'm going to go back and work, do it all over again the next day. And there's no thinking involved, right? <laughs> and, and that's what I'm afraid of with these kids. We're taking the thinking out of it. And then you just become, you know, a robot in a sense. The thinking, and there's another really important part of all this stuff, not just the thinking, but the accountability. And that goes back to that homework. There's yep. no accountability, dude. If, if, um, if you're bad at something, well, maybe it's because you had a bad teacher, right? Uh, if you, if you, uh, I mean, even the bullying, dude, we've talked about this before. 
bullying's not necessarily bad. It's really not. It's kind of a rite of passage in a way. I'm not saying that people should go and fucking, you know, tell people to go kill themselves and stuff. But like getting getting in a fight as a kid isn't the end of the world. You know, getting pushed nope. around by a bigger kid isn't the end of the world because you know what that teaches you to do? Are you either are you either going to get tired of it and you're going to punch this bigger kid in the face and then he's going to think twice before he fucks with you again or you're going to become a pussy and then you're going to feel like really bad and it's going to boil up and then and then there's going to be some serious problems, right? Yep. So or obviously people, or people way. just take advantage of you the rest of your life because you just roll yeah. over anytime there's any conflict or any confrontation. And you don't think that now that bullying's not allowed in schools that pe- that that like bosses aren't going to take advantage of those weaker people? You know, there's the people that rise in companies, they automatically have that alpha gene in in a to an extent. You know, I'm not saying like, you know, someone that rises up at uh, like Pepsi, where I work, they're not necessarily an alpha. Right. And there's a lot of corporation, you know, the the whole stuff to where, you know, if you feel like you're being threatened, you can go against that. But if you have like a smaller job, a construction job or something the the foreman on like a construction job has that alpha gene and they're going to take advantage of that bitch that is like okay i'll do the extra work with the same pay you know like instead of um standing up for themselves man so like that that same bullying cycle will will be present as you're as these kids today grow into adults um they just won't know how to deal with it unless uh you know daddy's around or mommy's around to uh you know fucking give them hot chocolate or whatever the fuck they need to get over it you know yeah, dude, it's amazing. It, it's it's it, well, it's hilarious. We we had soccer practice the other night for my kid, and uh, at, you know it's five o'clock after school, whatever. And one of the girls on his team shows up with like a double scoop ice cream cone, right before practice. And we're like, you know, that's probably not the best idea to eat that before practice. We told it to her and her dad, and and he's like, well, I promised her ice cream. I'm like, well, I promised my son a lot too, but sometimes he's got to wait. You know, and and he's like, well, she'll just eat it before and she'll be fine. Dude, within the first five minutes, she already had to sit down because her stomach started to hurt. Within 10 minutes, she had thrown up half the ice cream cone. Within a half (laughs) hour, she had thrown up the rest of the ice cream cone. And we're like, hey, what do you guys think about that ice cream cone now? And she's like, yeah, probably a bad idea. Yeah, thanks. Uh. This is the shit, though. Like, it's common sense that has been taken out of society. And it's just like, rather than parenting and saying no to that girl, right? And no, honey, not right now, but we'll get it, you know, maybe tomorrow or after practice, whatever. Get your practice done. And then if you do good, then you get a fucking ice cream. There you go. But no, no, he had to do it right away because heaven forbid she not get it when she wanted it. And maybe she was racing hell, right? I mean, and this is like the whole thing too. Like if she's screaming and crying, kicking in the car, then you say, hey, you need to fucking, you know, I, my dad cussed at me when I was bad. That's why I'm saying it like this. You know, I don't have a kid. Probably thank God I, I, I would kick this little kid's ass if I had a kid. But dude, like you, you get down on their level and be like, what the hell is your problem? You know, like you can't act like this. this oh, dude, no I've had it before where I grab my kid just by the shoulders, you know, <laughs> grab him by the, like the, the biceps and like, what is going on with you? Like, yeah, what? like the, just talk. Because it doesn't make any sense right now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and people don't parents, have the strength to do that. No, they ignore it. They roll over. They do what they got to do just to, to, to pacify the kid. And this is what we have is that, that Gen Z is worth the kids. 
that don't know shit about their own country that they live in. And, you know, I, I, I get a lot of this, you know, that, that clip information. I saw it on uh, our buddy, Sam Winchester's show, according to Sam. And he was talking about it and he's like, you know, what would have been a great thing after you ask him all these questions is do you vote? Because if these are the these are the people that are voting too, sure. right, or of voting age, so if they know nothing about their country, they have no idea about like one of them asked who the vice president was, and they couldn't name like five kids couldn't name vice president, but they voted probably for that vice president. Well, and who they vote for? They voted for the Democrat because they're they're really targeting these younger kids that don't know anything about anything. Yep. Um, dude, I don't care, man. College kids, they're they're much, much dumber than I am. And I am an average high school graduate student. I mean, like my like my book smarts is is very, very low. Very low. My math skills, I still have nightmares to this day that I didn't graduate high school because of my math. I graduated where my sister like the, the math class that my sister took as a freshman was what I took as a grad a senior. Algebra two is what I fucking graduated. It's so bad at math. And um, I mean, I, I'm good at writing, good at like history and stuff, but C student, I just did not give a fuck about it, man. I, I still really don't care about that stuff. Um, failed out of, uh, basically failed out of uh, communications. I'm really good at communicating now. And it's like, dude, like none of the shit that they teach you, these methods are so fucking bad that, you know, all that it makes, it makes worker bees, dude. It yes. makes worker bees. And I'm hoping that, you know, doing this little venture where I'm trying to get, you know, work for myself and do my own stuff. I hope it works because I, I'm not cut out to work for a company. I'm just not. I, I've hated them all. I've lasted here for six years at, at Pepsi just because my aunt's involved. So yeah. I don't want to, like, fuck her over anything. I, I can't deal with it, dude. I can't have some dipshit telling me what to do and like they're just like and i'm like well why do we have to do it like this it's like well that's the rules mm -hmm. it doesn't yeah, make is sense it the right is it the right way to do it that's that's always my thing i don't give a shit what the rules are what's the right or most efficient way to do it and that's the way we're doing it fuck the rules because the rules were probably made by someone who's never done what i'm doing exactly and and that's one of the biggest problems with with and i struggle with that too ryan my corporate job is same shit. Like, why do we do it this way? Well, because that's the rules. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't care what the rules are. And that's what I tell my people. I'm like, I don't care what the rules are. I say, I want to do it. I want it done most efficiently. And I want it done the right way. And if you can do those two things, I can deal with, with the rules later. Because the rules are just, it's just nonsense. They're just barriers to delay shit. It's, you know, rules are like the taxes of getting anything done. Yeah. There, here's a fun example of, of rules and how people can actually like change this stuff. You know, Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Ravens, great player, probably going to be the MVP if Josh Allen isn't. Um, if I understood this whole story right, the Ravens uh, wanted to renew his contract, but he had to change his style of playing. And he was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to change my style of playing because they wanted him to play by Baltimore Ravens rules. He said, no, I, I have my own style. I'm going to do what I do. And now if the Ravens want him next year, they're going to have to pay a whole lot fucking more because he's going to be MVP. I think he's still killing it. He's a very, he's very talented playing by his own rules. He runs, he's physical. He's not like a lot of quarterbacks that like slide instead of getting tackled. This dude will get laid out 
and he's still doing a good job. And, and speaking of not laid out, did you see Tua yesterday? No, but I, I bet on Josh Allen, so it's okay. So I know that he got hurt. I know that the the Dolphins won, but uh, I've been going for quarterbacks, dude. I'm trying to pay a lot of attention to quarterbacks on my bets. I, I'm doing pretty good right now with these uh, Giants and Cowboys. Shaquan just uh, scored a touchdown recently, and I bet on him. So There you go. It's nice, dude. Betting's so fucking fun, man. I think dude, I guess I guess I'm so that. mad because it's it's legal in Massachusetts, but recently legal. And but you I didn't realize although it's legal, you still can't use any of the online books. So like DraftKings. Like DraftKings? Nope, none of it. None of them. I because I have a DraftKings account and I was well, I was at my sister's house opening weekend of college football and I placed some bets in my account there, came back here. And it won't work. VPN that shit. So you're in Arizona. Nope. They 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 pick it up right away. They go, uh, yep. In order to do this, you have to take your VPN off or something like uh, that. Yeah, that sucks, man. So what what I I found a workaround. I drive 25 minutes north, and I'm in New Hampshire, and I just sit at a little convenience store there on uh, Saturday morning or Sunday morning, and I can get them in there and then drive back. Dude, I'm telling you right now for football, for pro football, if especially on DraftKings, check out uh, passing. Go to passing props, and then go to pass completions, and bet on the overs for your good quarterbacks. But also go back and look at the stats for the previous games. Um, it, dude, they seem to hit every fucking time. Yeah, pro football is a weird one, man. There's a there's a lot of people and and it it seems like it's like I know a lot of people got killed this week, um just because it was a weird week. But that's what I I noticed that a lot more in pro football than college. Like college football is pretty crazy for like the first two weeks, and then after that, I I feel like college football is so much easier to bet on. Well, but the thing with the with the bet, like I don't care who wins this game right now. I just bet on both quarterbacks to get their overs. Oh, I think, dude, uh, I, I, yeah, I love doing props, like a, yeah, a nice yeah. prop parlay. That's the best way to go. Well, yeah, on DraftKings, you can't parlay the same game, which sucks. But yeah, you like, can. Not like I can't pick on the certain over. things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so the way I'm doing it, but like, I've got like 40, 40 bucks here to win like 110 on, on this game. And it looks like oh, they all hit the one that I was skeptical of was uh, I forget his last name, Shaquan, because I don't even know Barkley. these players, dude. Shaquan Barkley. Barkley. Yeah. If he, so he got a touchdown, I bet that was even odds. And then like, usually these overs are negative odds, but it's like a negative 135 or 120, yep. 115. So dude, I mean, it they fucking cash dude. Every, every time I've only had one miss and it was this dipshit. I forget his name, the quarterback for the bears. He's the second worst quarterback in the league. I think he's by far the worst seven completions and two interceptions uh for his game so he was the only one and his fucking over was 15 and he couldn't hit that so you know just you know pay attention to who you're never never bet on a bears quarterback i know trubisky looks bad with the steelers now too oh my god dude yeah it's bad the nf the nfl is terrible anyway like as a whole look at how many bad quarterbacks are that's why i like college so much better it's such a much more entertaining game oh yeah it's fun man and you know i'm we're doing something I hope with the college game soon here uh, in in Arizona here to U of A versus ASU, hopefully. But it's uh, yeah, dude, UFC is the funnest thing to bet on. There's a huge 
I think I'm going to be out of my job by the time UFC 280 comes. And I'm uh-huh. fucking, dude, I am so excited for that. Biggest card, I think, that has gone on in like the last five years, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's the best one since 200 for sure. Was that uh, uh, the big dude? What's his name? Lesnar? That was everybody was on 200. 200 was stacked. One of those stacked cards. They had, yeah. remember, they had the like the mustard ring, like the gold ring, gold mat in the ring for it and everything. Was that what it was? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Let me see. Have you been to Tapology? Do you use that site? No. I used to. I used to, dude, I used to do a lot of MMA research. I don't, I just don't have time anymore. Yeah, dude. Let's see. UFC 200. I, I think McGregor and Lesnar were both on there separately. That was a big card because I remember they made Aldo was on there. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Did it come up or no? Oh, Jose Aldo. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I may be confusing that with 250. I know 199 was huge too. Yeah. It's not even pulling it up right here. (laughs) Oh, here we go. UFC 200. Yeah. It's not pulling it up. Yeah. It was right there, but even who the card was. There it is right there. Tate Nunez. Misha Tate and Amanda Nunez. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Mark dude. Mark. And then Silva and, and Cormier. Silva. Yeah, and Daniel. That was an awful fight, by the way. Yeah, I, dude. Uh, yeah, Anderson Silva started really falling off. Oh, uh, Cormier took it so easy on him that fight. It was disgusting. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but no, this is a great site um, for any anybody that's like just interested in this stuff because it just tells you it's such a massive amount of information. This is that card that I'm stoked for. Two eighty. Tapology. Tapology, and you can go in, and what you do is you sign up, and you go in here, and let's say like you're going like right here, right? Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makachev. You can go down, and dude, you can make bets like for free like there no there's no money on the line yeah you make a prediction and you get different belts so you start off as a white belt but then as you make your predictions then when those predictions hit you get you graduate belt classes and then you get like stripes and shit and so you call like let's say i want charles Oliveira by submission in round two if that hits in that exact way my stock jumps up a bunch yeah so it's fun dude and it just goes through you can check like this is what we were, uh, me and uh, Nick, that Australian buddy that I'm doing the MMA podcast, we were just looking at the site and going through it. But you can go through everyone's record. They do the Contender Series, which is on tomorrow. But, like, you see all their records, and then, like, you know, it just it matches them all up. Nice. It's fun, dude. Yeah, it's a, it's a great distraction. Oh, dude, everything is. Yeah, that's what sports are there for. But don't let them overcome you, because that's the problem. When they consume you, and that's all you think about, that's when it's a problem. Yeah, man. I, I mean, it's fun. It's definitely addicting, but I enjoy it, dude. It's, it's fun. I, I have oh, an we all need it now, man. That's why I love college football. That's my out. Like Saturday, yeah. that's you know, we go. I go do my thing in the morning. Take my son to soccer, and then after soccer, it's football time. You know, usually fire up the grill and. That's At least awesome. back, back home, I'd get, you know, we'd get together, family and friends and fire up smoker, fire up the grill and just have at it. So 
I love Saturdays, man, especially in the fall up here in New England. You can't beat Saturday. Best day of the week. Yep. I'm I'm excited for this. This is the first holiday season that I've had to myself in eight years, nine years, maybe that nice. I'm not like like Thursday, Thanksgiving Thursday. I don't have to wake up at fucking four in the morning to to go to work or like have any obligations on Black Friday. I might actually go shop on Black Friday and partake in that craziness. <laughs> fucking Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I, we always had to work on Christmas Eve, dude. Yeah. So like it's it's the first year in six years that I don't have to wake up early and like the first time in like eight or nine years where I don't have to do shit. And nice. I'm just going to fucking enjoy the hell out of that, man. I hope more people out there can do that. But yeah, dude, fun, fun chat, man. It's always these Monday night chats are cool. It's kind of cool that we got a little chance to like just kind of shoot the shit solo here, too. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Definitely enjoyed it. Fuck yeah. All right. Anything you want to push before we get out of here? No, man, I'm going to be doing that MMA podcast, Casual KO, it's going to be called. So we're going to be having fun with that. Just me and... Uh, Is it K or C for casual? Casual with a C. Okay. Um, but yeah, dude, yeah, that'll be a fun thing. Just kind of something that for people that are interested in MMA and uh, dude that I talk with is pretty knowledgeable with stuff down in Australia. Those Aussies take that shit pretty seriously. So yep. he's a real chill stoner type dude and you know i'm i'm always fucking hyper so it's a fun little balance of of stuff man we did a little recording on on my feed but getting its own feed and it's gonna be a fun show excellent man i'm looking forward to it i love listening to that stuff it's fun dude and and uh nick already actually invited you on like you know i was gonna invite you on already but he was like yeah i know matt from the great deceptions into mma a little bit too so like you know we should have people like him on so <laughs> sweet you're welcome on you're welcome on anytime dude and uh what else i mean are you up to anything over there too no nothing in particular i've been working just some old world stuff i bet it's been crazy i've had actually inspiration lately to do stuff so i've been Good. doing like really like i haven't been doing like deep dive uh episodes but i'm doing like you know i'll do like a, a day's worth of research and then i'll find a couple articles and then go through those and go through some old pictures and put them all together into just shoot like an hour hour and a half out and it's been going pretty well people seem to like it so far um just throw a little video with it but i can't put it on youtube man i got two strikes over there <laughs> for bullshit for putting history stuff out like for my my show basically i got two strikes so do, do a dollar tier on Patreon. Do us a, a $1 tier on Patreon. Put all your videos on there and just be like, hey, oh, I just put everything free over there. You know, like, oh, OK, like my like the great deception stuff. I put all of it free there. So I'm sending more people there hoping that when they get over there, they'll realize, oh, shit, because I put some other free books and stuff out over there um, and stuff. So, you know, maybe people look over there and hop on the Patreon because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to charge them for my show. but. I do want people to see the videos and I'm not getting, you know, once I get that third strike on YouTube, I'm dead. So I figure maybe I'll start putting like one minute clips over there, but it just, it takes a fucking bunch of effort to make those little fucking one minute clips for just to get a couple eyes on YouTube. And it's like, ah, is it worth it? Not really. Yeah. It's tough to, to do a conspiratorial type show on YouTube. It's such a mixed bag over there. YouTube saved my life so many times with like instructional videos and yeah. it's just such a censorship shit show over there, too. So yeah. mixed bag. It's like, dude, what the fuck? It's like, at least be consistent. I got no problem with censorship if you're if you're consistent. It's the inconsistency of it that just drives you insane. Like, 
one person can say it and they're they get a strike the same another person can say the same thing and they're fine it's like whatever yeah, dude. you All know right, I'm man so I, I am going to start an only fans with that i'm gonna i think i'm gonna do that porn idea i'm gonna just play like old school porn and like talk nice. about like chemtrails and stuff I, I'm like, cause I, I got all kinds of ideas, dude. When I'm like just sitting here for, I don't have eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours a day where I'm working. There's going to be some crazy shit coming out of this fucking podcast, dangerous world. So that's hilarious. There's going to be some wild shit. Dude. We're going to keep it, <laughs> keep it going. going deep with Johnny Holmes in the background, just laying some wood. Exactly. Fucking great, dude. You're going to change the game right there. <laughs> we'll see, man. But yeah, thanks as always, man. Such a such a fun time and just a, a, a always a dope fucking thing to end a shitty Monday on because my Monday sucked too. So. Oh, dude, brutal. The worst. I didn't want to get up this morning. I'm like, ah, oh. but then I got like I got up and I'm like, yes, I'm like, we got master debaters tonight. I'm like, all right, exactly. So a little yin yang there, man. But yeah, yes, so thank sir. you as always. All right, brother. Well, be good. And uh, guys, you can find all my stuff on the Great Deception Podcast. You know by now. Uh, go check out my Instagram page and the links in there. Uh, otherwise, stay strong. Question everything.